Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Hey, buddy. Hey, fella. I'm not your fella, guy. But you're my pal, fella. You're not my buddy, friend. Did I screw? I screwed it up. I had it. Good. No, man. That's the that's the deal. It's from <clears throat> it's from South Park. Oh. I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your what buddy, if, friend. Whatever. <laughs> I do what I want. Whatever. Ryan, Ryan Cook does what he wants. What's up, everybody? That's Ryan Cook over there, and and I'm Joel, and this is the Bass Report. TBR. The TBR. Dot report. <laughs> I'm messing with the uh, so. Uh, my computer died the other night, and so I had to move everything over and like completely redo the intro in order to get that, that podcast out. So I did redo the intro. Probably gonna redo it again. I was a fan. I mean I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna keep switching it up. You know, have a little fun with it. Takes a little bit of it. time, but you can hear the kids in the background uh, counting for um, hide and seek. We're getting towards that time of year where it's about to switch over and it's gonna be light outside and the kids are gonna be playing all night long. Love it. All night. All, all night, night long. long. Yes. All night. Yes. Keep my day job. Anyway, uh, we did the uh, giveaway a little bit ago. Our buddy uh, Cody took home the Dark Cloud Customs. Papa Pete. Congrats. Congrats to you, bud. And Nick Berry uh, took home the Bad News Bass Heavy Hitter Custom Baits package. All proven fish catchers yes sir re bob so uh thanks to everybody uh for for the support i uh, love doing those giveaways and uh even though i messed up a little bit there it gets a little bit uh now that we're kind of down the road a little ways um there's some hiccups growing pains but uh made sure to, to take care of those and sure appreciate you guys sticking with us and uh we'll get we're gonna get it eventually i say we but it's I have to deal with all that stuff. Ryan just to get, get yeah, you do. I, Ryan just gets gets to go fishing. Speaking, I'm of, not I'm not the guy that you hit up and you're like, hey, I've got a problem on this end of, of the line. Your, if you want to take not, care of it for me, he's not your guy, pal. So if you uh, got a problem patterning fish, I, I I'll, I'll help you out. And we're going to be talking a lot about uh, your neck of the woods tonight with uh, Jace and Colin DeGoff. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, man. These guys, uh, proven fish catchers. And uh, just heck of a nice, both of them, uh, Patreon supporters, by the way. And, uh, yeah, they can catch them for sure. Joel, they chuck baits around bigger than most of the fish that we catch. <laughs> this is this is true. Uh, before we get started, I uh, want to big thanks to Coyote Bait and Tackle Stage Shop Gun Shop. 10% off for Patreons on Phoenix Rods, which in our estimation, before anybody gets too crazy, in our estimation are the best rods around. I like I like fishing them. They work. So before anybody gets real crazy and, as Ryan says, gets bowed up, we like them, and, uh, and they help us out. So thanks to those companies, Spearpoint Hooks, G-Money Jigs, and for the next few months, uh, our buddy Garrett from G-Rat Baits has sent us a bunch of, uh, of G-Rat stuff to, to give away every month, which is pretty dang cool. Super solid individual. Super solid individuals all. And now that that's done, this month is a is a Rios fishes. If y'all follow Lawrence Rios, talk about him a lot on this podcast, unfortunately. Um, and uh, Rick Bras of Delta Limits 
Alberta's Caliborn Delta grown. Yeah. I am. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's been kind enough to, uh, donate a shirt for the giveaway this month. So whatever, uh, whoever wins, just, uh, give him the size and he will ship that out to you. And Rios is already painted us up a super solid sneaky Pete. So we gave away a Papa Pete that was uh, painted by dark cloud. And, uh, Rios is following that up this month with a sneaky Pete. And the dude, the dude can paint he can straight up paint. What did, um, Sean Anderson call him the, uh, Lawrence Ross. Oh, Lawrence Ross. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude. And the if if you guys don't follow those two guys, go give them a follow. If nothing else, the memes alone are totally worth it. Oh yeah, trust they, us. They, they're hilarious. Uh, they just went out with Sean Anderson this last week and caught some striper and going for bass. I saw that and some bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 uh, they'll all comers. Those two, those guys can uh, can hammer uh, both the tuxedos and the green ones. So, um, uh, thank you very much to those two guys. Um, that's who's uh, pretty much sponsoring our giveaway this month is those two guys. And like I said, we've got our regular staple of of great stuff to to add into that. So, and as oh, Ryan um, drops an eighteen pack on the the, 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 the dog did it. It's the dog well, actually, the dog just knocked over the lamp, dude. Our lab is, um, she's almost 15 years old and she gets a little clumsy. Plus, she's, it's 607. She's already been drinking. So, oh, that's right. You guys have yeah. like a little, she has a bit of an alcohol problem. <laughs> it's like one of those she's little, <laughs> what, what, a fan <laughs> of the barley, <laughs> little, little water dispensers, except it's got Merlot in it or something. Yeah. I don't know why I said Merlot. Dude, like when they're 15, you let them do what they want. Do what I want. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. All right. Oh. Uh, Ryan, tell us about the fishing on, I mean, it hasn't been that long. We put out a, a crazy one on Friday night. Uh, the video is forthcoming. I am going through all that footage. There's quite a bit. Um, Ryan just hammering fish and me looking like silly, silly individual, but it's going to be a great video. And, uh, Ryan, what's going on in the mother of Dude, I'll be honest. I was out, I was out today. When did we go out? Friday. Yes. Did I have anything over the week? I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. My days all run together. Um, not much has changed at all since Friday, other than, let's see, when was I? Tuesday. Oh, I had Joel Chin out yesterday. That's right. Today's Tuesday. Okay. Um, not much has changed since the last fishing report. I have not been to Pedro or McClure. I know, however, the bite at McClure is definitely picking up. I'm going to be out there tomorrow. I'm taking a 13-year-old boy and his dad out. Um, I looked at the Sincal Elite Bass Tournament results from the weekend over there, and several bags of fish caught over 10 pounds, which isn't that impressive, but for McClure it is because 10 to 12 has been winning most stuff up there. So I'm going to go check that out. Um, I got a report from a few buddies that the bite is definitely picking up. The numbers are, are pretty solid again, so... Um, 30 foot of water type of deal. They should be moving into spawn, typical spawning pockets, all that fun stuff. Um, bite at Don Pedro still remains pretty tough. Last week we did have a couple. I, mean, I was out there twice. We did have good quality, solid quality. We had seven pounder, eight pounder. Um, we had another one the next trip that was almost four and solid ones to go with it. Um, but the numbers are really, really hard to find and come by. So they, we, we had a, uh, we had a new gen tournament out there on Saturday. Randy Pearson won that with 16 pounds and behind that, it was not very impressive. So, um, 
and Randy reported catching all his fish from what do you say, thirty to fifty-five foot of water, with the bigger one coming out of deeper water. So um, it's going to happen soon, though. I was out on Maloney's today. Uh, we smashed them yesterday. Me and Joel Chin just smashed them, caught a whole bunch of jig fish. We had five doubles on jigs yesterday. Um, today was yeah, the fish were kind of finicky. They were still out in the morning. They were out in that 25 to 50 range with a few out to 60 even still in March. Um, this afternoon and yesterday afternoon, they were catching them shallow. They are starting to move up in the afternoon. Smaller bucks, no bigger ones shallow. But those big ones are not going to be far behind. And, I man, our lakes are so crowded already, and we don't need it. But it's my job to give you the report. So, um if you guys want to go out and have a sh genuine shot at your personal best for this year, I highly recommend getting out. What did I say? March 18th. I highly recommend getting out the weekend of the 19th and 20th. If you're a weekend warrior, if not get out from the 15th to through the 23rd. Um, those big girls should definitely be up and accessible for sure. So, Accessibility. It's going to be a good time. Accessibility is key. Accessibility. The water temperature is getting just right. The um, We got the full moon coming. Uh, this next full moon and the next new moon are going to be um, prime time. Prime time for hammer time. Prime time for hammer time. So, now, but yeah, um, out there in that 25 to 50 range is still where the bulk of those fish are sitting with a few scattered deeper and shallower. Wish we had some scattered showers. I might oh god, I don't even want to get into that. I'll pro Ugh. there's a decent chance in a couple of years I'm gonna become a Delta guide because we are not gonna have water in the mother load to fish anymore. Yeah, it just seems to get lower and lower every year. Yep. And we definitely blew our water early on the rain this season. Well, it just seems like that's the way it goes. And I and I was I, I like to be a positive person. An optimist as often as I can. <laughs> Why are you laughing about You are not an optimist. I tried. I, I didn't say I was. I said I tried to be. There's a difference. I mean, I, I still love you, but I've I'm, always I'm been, like, hey, I've, easy there, negative Nancy. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said I try, but I'm also a realist more than anything else. And if the last 10 years are any, I mean, you just go off the last 10 years. I just did not see it happening. After that big storm, it was like, okay, well, that was the one. Yeah. Luckily, the snowpack is decent, and hopefully, we get as much as we can to squeeze out of that lemon. I know. But uh, oh, one more thing. Oh, that the thing I was supposed to remind you about. Oh crap! Two more things. Two more things. Diana shaved my head last night. If you've never done this, guys, I highly recommend. It is invigorating. It is. It's a. It's also very chilly in the morning, so wear a beanie. Um. What was the other thing, Joel? I sent it to... Okay, so... Cast for Kids. Cast for Kids. Cast for Kids. Lake Folsom. Um, I do... Ooh. No. I don't have a date for this. Oh, March, no. yes, I do. Lake Folsom. And they're going, out of Gran they're going out of Granite Bay, right? Granite Bay, Lake Folsom, yeah. March 27th. Um, they are still in need of boaters for the Cast for Kids. If you guys don't know the Cast for Kids Foundation, they specialize in taking special needs kids out fishing it's an amazing organization so definitely go check them out um 
And if you can donate your time or go be a boater on the 27th, definitely go do that. It will be well worth it. Um, just kind of fills up your soul, makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And you can really go make a difference in one of these kids and their family's lives. Pretty awesome stuff. Absolutely. Tootly. As old Pete would say, Herb Bauer Sporting Goods. Talk about that. Do we want to kind of give them a quick intro as we're waiting for them to call? Go ahead. Give them a quick intro. They're just hammers. They're, 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 there's, there it is. They're big bass fishermen. I mean, they, they chase the big ones and they're kind of, they're kind of your hero, hero or zero type of guys. And when they get on them, they're not going to beat you. They're going to make you look stupid. Like they're going to weigh, they're going to weigh in 24, 25 pounds of spotted bass when, um, second place has 10 pounds, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, like, what'd you say, Joel? And I, I, I wasn't aware of this, but two years ago, they weighed in a 42 pound limit. So, uh, man, I have to look at that post that they posted today, <clears throat> but it, I mean, there, are- there was a 12, there was a seven, there was a five. That right there is twenty two. That's three fish. So it was it was somewhere in the which which one? Oh, okay, that's it's got to be Colin because he's he's calling from the nickel nickel yep. nine. Now, when I say nickel nickel nine, there is. it is the five five nine area code, which is the Fresno area, which is the homeland. For me. <laughs> there are certain there are certain people that when they oh, and there's the other one Look when they the talk timing everybody, What's everybody up? before they get going, everybody out there wants to be a swim baiter. Everybody wants to talk swim baits. Everybody wants to post their pretty little pictures of their swim baits and no big fish with them. Um, when, when these two guys talk swim baits and big baits, you just listen. You just shut up and listen. It's that simple. Man, that's 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 heavy stuff for you guys. Jace, Colin, thank you guys so much for joining us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, Hopefully we can that's quite an intro that. there. <laughs> I mean, no pressure, but. Well. Yeah, dude. Give it up to it. That's a bunch of nonsense. You don't listen to anything you just said. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, let's get some. Let's get the. Let's get the stuff out of the way here. So we've got. So, Colin, who, who's the older brother? Jace. Jace is Me. the older brother, yeah. and you're in Modesto, right, Jace? I, I'm in Madera. Madera. Sorry, your number was from right. Modesto. So Madera. So yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. you're still in the five five nine. You need to you need to change that area code up there, dog. <laughs> uh, I'm, it's just too much work, man. It is. It is. Had the same number for too long. Well, I, I, I called I called Colin. He's like, you got a five five nine number. I'm like, yeah, I've been out of I've been out of Fresno for almost thirteen years, I think, <laughs> and I still got a five five nine number. But it's such yeah, it's such a so many from work to calling. change your number though. It really is like <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. going to change it. Yeah, no I've got a five five nine. So hey, oh, and I, I got to yeah. say, yeah, I'm hey. happy. To, I'm very happy to be out of Fresno. But aren't you in? Oh, you were in Fresno before. <laughs> yeah, I was in Fresno for oh three years, something like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was, it was the worst <laughs> three years of my life. Literally, not because of Fresno, but. Anyway, how dare you, sir? There's not. I used to think. I used to think that when I lived up there, why would anybody live in Fresno? But now that I live here, I'm like, that's all right. Oh, oh, tell me about the first time I. So okay, I live in an area called the Madera Ranchos. Joel knows where it's at. Oh, the Ranchos, baby! The first yeah. Nice area. 
Okay, so so the first time I ever drove by the ranchos, I was I, when we were still living up in the Modesto area. We used to go camping at Shaver Lake like every summer, mm-hmm. and so I would drive 145 out of Madera out towards Shaver, and I just thought, who in the world lives out in the middle of this desert out here? This is ridiculous. And now I live here. <laughs> <laughs> you live like a half a mile from 145. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was fun growing up. We lived we lived out out in the country a bit, and uh, we had a ponding basin they built when I was a kid. And it was a huge area that they fenced off for this pretty small ponding basin. But you can go back in there and catch, you know, bluegill. And every once in a while, there'd be a there'd be a bass in there from the canal that gets sucked in there. So, but it was always like it was one of those things to get there in the middle of summer. It's 110, and we're just like slogging through this through this <laughs> desert. <laughs> And we're, yeah. we're throwing hot dogs for slices of hot dogs for bluegill out there, and we get back and we, we had like a we had, we had like a pop up pool, and we would all me and my all my buddies would just like roll over into it and just be like just just to stay alive from desiccating out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first funny. the first summer we we were here, like I think Colin moved here a year before I did, but uh, but it was, I I moved here in 2012, and 2012 summer was brutal down here i think we had like 19 or 20 days straight over 100 degrees yeah oh and my so the heat doesn't bother me too bad but my wife hates it so she was like why did you move me down here this is horrendous she's from lodi and it's like never never gets that hot over there so i was living in monterey <laughs> during that during that year and oh, everybody was posting it and it's like oh my gosh <laughs> i was loving it and then the, the problem was now I, I like i told ryan it's been like 13 years since i've been out of there and i go back during the summer and it might be the extra 50 pounds i put on but i can't i can't handle it <laughs> can't do it no more if I yeah. and yeah. i it's never had air dude growing up when i got my first car all the way through the time i lived there I never used air conditioning. I just rolled down the window. Like it wasn't a huge thing. It'd be 105 oh. outside. I just rolled down the window. Like, eh, yeah, it's part of the deal. Well, if I, I, noted, I would cancel all of my. I would not even fish from <laughs> July through September. I would just take those months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I notice at night here, fishing at night. You know, up at the Motherlode Lakes at night, you like have to put a sweatshirt on at some point in the middle of the night, at least. And right. here you can just be in shorts and a t-shirt until daylight. Oh yeah, you know, it's yeah. crazy. Oh, dude, it's just we never used to do it down. in the float tubes. We used to go yeah. out in the float tubes in the summer and just shorts and a t-shirt all night long on Eastman Lake, like <laughs> just all night. Dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally fine. Water's like ninety degrees. You know. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a great place to start. Is is let's talk about. Um, Back in the day, growing up, when did you guys get into fishing? Have you always done it? Um, just kind of tell us the story from childhood, you know, till now as quickly as possible. Jason, you want to go first or me? So we, I mean, I don't know. We, I don't remember a time where we weren't fishing. I yeah. mean, we would go with dad. Um, but, but I do remember a time where I didn't, I wasn't bass fishing. Um, we, the first time I ever went bass fishing, I was, I think I was like five or six and I went with, I was with my dad, but we were with a good family friend and we were at Maloney's and that's the first time I ever went. And, but we didn't, we went, dad liked to fish, you know, he didn't know a lot about it, but he liked bass fishing. And so, um, 
his cousin had a boat that we would borrow and go, you know, from time to time. And then, uh, I was like, what, calling a, like a freshman in high school, sophomore yeah, in high I think school. I was nine. Dad, dad got the boat. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so dad, so dad got the, got a bass boat, bought a Ranger bass boat, older one that was in good shape. And then of course from there, we, we were fishing a lot more. I could drive. So dad was letting me take the boat. We even, yeah, we have a pretty, well, we won't get into it now, but there's a, there's a pretty good story about me pulling Colin out of school, out of high school and ditching school and then getting in trouble for it. So totally, totally worth it. <laughs> going fishing. Well, every, every, everyone else going out. Like, oh, it was worth s- it. Smoking pot, drinking some beers. You guys are just out there like trying to hammer bass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we, we, we've been fishing pretty much our whole life. I mean, Colin was, there's five year difference. So he was even younger when he started bass fishing, but, um, we, there was a period there where we weren't going quite as much cause we didn't have a boat. Um, dad sold his boat. We, uh, we would go with friends and stuff, but we really didn't get like real serious until after we moved down here to Fresno and we kind of started down here. We started on float tubes. We, we both had float tubes. And we would go to Eastman Lake um, and fish at night in the summertime and stuff. And that's kind of how we started. And then we ended up getting a bass boat um, like pretty pretty soon after I moved here. And we you know we've had several bass boats since then. But that's that's really where we got kind of serious about. It. I mean, we always loved it, but that's where we started you know getting into tournaments and throwing swim baits and all that stuff. So. Well, okay. And so, so Colin, you kind of had a, I mean, cause your brother started, you got to start a little bit earlier. Has that, I, I guess the question is, um, are you better than your brother now? Because you started. He's, 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 <laughs> ask him. I don't know. <laughs> I run the boat. Yeah. So he's definitely, he's definitely it's a different. He's definitely, <laughs> it's a different, uh, he does really good out of the back of the boat and that's, you know, as a team, he, uh, I mean, he saved us plenty of times. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not very good out of the back of the boat. I'm okay in the front and, uh, but he'll just make some weird cast sometimes and just catch a big one, you know, like something I would never even have thought. Like that. You know, six, cast it. Six, you know we're like hitting, I'm hitting like here. the, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got that definitely. So, I mean, we're a good team. We work together. Okay. You know, it's, it's how old were you guys when you started? Like, and I don't mean to cut you off, but how, how old were you when you started each of you, when you started fishing tournaments together as a team? Well, um, what was it? Let me look. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the, look at my plaques here. I think the first one we did, we got sick. Okay, you gotta, you gotta go to the plaques. Uh, the first one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, the first one me and him did. That's a so I have another, story. I have a friend that I fished some tournaments with before that, and I thought that you just win to every one. I don't know if you've heard his name, uh, Aaron Cole. Uh, yeah, he's from up here in the Jamestown yeah. Angels Camp area. Yeah, yeah, he's he won. That guy's won. As Angels. you know, he's won a ton of money up here. That guy's a star. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's won yeah. several boats, and yeah. So I fished, started fishing with him, and he he kind of got us on the right track, you know. Um, 
But I fish. I mean, oh, family fish tournaments with him. Yeah, family friend. So the first one Jace ever went bass fishing with was his dad. Um, yeah. But so 2013 was the first tournament I think we fished together, and we got we got second in that one. Um, but I was like, oh, that's not good. We went, you know, me and Aaron, I fished like two or three with him, and we won like every one. So I was like, oh, what? Second, you know? <laughs> 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 oh that's horrible yeah we would go up there nice. like with no pre-fishing and 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 win like i don't know we go striper fishing uh, at the delta a little bit and then and then he took us the first time like 2009 i think to pedro and through swim baits and it wasn't very good he got one and uh, this is with aaron and then after, yeah with aaron and then after that we we did a couple tournaments and and I think we did two or three that we won. And, okay. uh, yeah, so 2013 is when we started fishing tournament, me and Jace. So back when you guys first started 2013 together, like you guys both, ha- both had some experience. Did you guys at that time, were you already confident in the swim bait game? Is that something you were doing a lot of? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you just came out firing, just, just. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> We didn't okay, so we didn't have the boat that long before that tournament. I don't think, Colin. Right? We, no, we, a few months. So, so we, we started fishing swim baits on the float tubes, and uh, we were catching them on the float tubes, like, but really just the Eastman Lake. I mean, that's the only place we that was close to home. Um, it's the only place. I mean, we did. I I think I went to Pine Flat one time on the float tube, but we really went out to Eastman. And that's kind of where we cut our teeth with, with swim baits. And we caught a lot of fish with some, swim baits out there on float tubes. There's some hand in the summertime there, at night. Both East, oh, yeah. Eastman and Hensley. I mean, those are oh, yeah. good lakes. Oh, we just, we, yeah. The pressure is so bad the last. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're pretty rough right now. Yeah. But yeah, there's big but, ones in both of those lakes. We've got yeah. several double digits out of both of them. Yeah. We, so yeah. we, we um we uh, yeah we learned to fish swim baits really on the float tubes i mean that's where we caught our first ones uh, we never caught any real big ones but we were catching them and uh then we got the boat and it wasn't that long after we got the boat we entered that tournament that, that first tournament we fished too was at millerton and yeah, we the last time we fished in millerton <laughs> no, Dude, so you're no. catching fish the size of the swim bait you're throwing on other stuff yeah yeah well that's because 95 yeah, yeah. percent like, of the dude, fish in millerton are the size of a hud yeah i took, yeah. I took had, third place in millerton with a tournament of 90 boats back in the day with like 697 yeah yeah we had like 890 something we pre-fished like three days before that tournament and i think we caught like one over two pounds and then like we caught two, almost three pounds, like first thing in the morning. And I'm like, we're like freaking out. Like, dude, these are monsters for this. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I want to talk yeah. to you guys. I, I definitely, we don't have to do it right now, but I definitely want to talk to you guys about Millerton and, and Pine Flat and kind of how you guys fish them. Cause we don't get, well, Millerton, we don't, we don't know much. Yeah. It's just in general, but um, I'm sorry. Sure. I digress. Continue with what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, that was, I mean, we, we, yeah, we, so we were already kind of throwing the swim baits, but again, Millerton, we didn't, we didn't even, I don't even think we threw it. I, I, 
I think we threw it in practice and couldn't get anything, so we didn't even throw it. But after that, I, I think every tournament that we've won or even done well in, I mean, we've. I can't think of one where we weren't throwing swim baits or, or caught fish on swim baits. I mean, we, it's always there. Yeah. We do other stuff. I mean, we, we do other stuff. And like like a few well, years 2013, ago. 2013, Jace, that's when the A-Rig deal first started. And, and yeah. that we were catching them on that too, big time. And like then that kind of though, not, died off. Yeah, it's not it's not nearly what it was. You know, 2013, yeah. there was not too many guys doing it. Fish hadn't caught on yet. I would say between 2013 and, and 2017 is when it really died off for catching consistent big ones, you know. <laughs> We're saying that while Ryan's posting pictures on Instagram with guys catching them on, <laughs> catching them on A-Rigs. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying you right, can't. No, I'm I... just saying it was a lot better. Well, it, like, okay, we were, yeah, we, we were catching, like, uh, the first time I ever threw an A-Rig was at Maloney's. Colin had thrown it a little bit in a tournament with, with Aaron Cole, and they won. And he was like, you should throw this A-Rig. Because uh, it was, like, first thing in the morning, he'd caught a few fish, and we were at, we were just, like, moving down this bank, which is, something we don't really even do anymore but he's like you should throw this a rig okay and i don't know like like a handful of casts later i caught an eight like a 812 colin is that what it was? yeah that was my first fish on an a rig oh, and that was ruined got you. to be like wow. a regular thing no well dude for the next like three or four years though i caught a lot of big ones on a rig <laughs> like a lot of them yeah most of my big ones came on A-Rig after. I mean, I caught a lot on swim baits too, but yeah, that was just, yeah. yeah really that was good. like what we did. The, I mean, for a couple of years there, it was like Jace throws an A-Rig, I'll throw a swim bait, and somebody's going to catch them, you know, one of, either, either one of us. But <clears throat> yeah, it was a lot more effective back then. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's quite like that now. I mean, I think we, who did we talk to, uh, Ryan just recently that did really well in the tournament was Kevin and, uh, Brian and Kevin. Yeah. Brian and Kevin. And they, they, did, yeah. yeah, they were long line and I think they were long line in that thing, but they long line the, yeah. Ends, yeah. Which is, yeah. it's, 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 it's really cool what they do. It, it, it it's something you gotta have a lot of confidence in cause you're, you're wasting yes. a lot of time, but yes. you're also gaining um, a lot of what's the word? Um, time in the strikes. Real you know? estate, right? But it's yeah, uh, it's not something that that you can go like. You really got to understand what those fish are doing to be able to do that. Yeah, so I've done that with yeah. like ten XDs and stuff. You know, yeah, getting them down deeper yeah. and stuff, fishing certain <clears throat> stuff. You know, certain that you can't get a ten XD down to. <clears throat> but yeah. It does take some time. Okay. You got to know exactly what you're doing. So on this big bait stuff, and let's be, I, I mean, I, I fully understand you guys are bass fishermen. If, if you understand how to catch big bass on swim baits, um, not that I do by any means, trust me, but if you understand that, I feel like the rest of it almost kind of comes easy. Like the rest of it is not a big deal. Um, when you got so i kind of want to keep everything focused on the swim baits for the most part 
as far as the questions I want to ask you. But when you're both out there chucking them, and we we asked Brian and Kevin the same thing, or like when you're out there in a team tournament, are you both chucking them, or is one of you throwing the big bait, the other one's throwing something different? Like, I mean, what's your really process on that? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard uh it, it depends really especially on the certain spot we're hitting because if i if we've got the boat up on the bank a lot of times we're hitting something where he can't really effectively fish anything else right and so he might just sit there and we'll make our cast i'll make my cast and then he might make a cast after or especially for catching if I catch one, he'll get it out there real quick, you know, mm-hmm. might catch another one. So, but if the angle's right and he's able, well, maybe we're out in deeper water, he can fish, uh, you know, he can fish a jig or, I mean, he even that pine flat fishing a drop shot. That clearly Ooh, fishing the a drop De- shot. The DeGoff brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. DeGoff the DeGoff brothers are throwing a drop shot? No way. Clear, I am out of the bag. Rod. Jake's I own a nice spinning rod. Fish, I think was like almost five pounds at Clear Lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? First thing in the morning, throws a drop shot out there and catches one almost five. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe he needs to do this. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, yeah, so I'll tell we, you, we don't, sorry, I was just going to say, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't throw spinning rod, you know, spinning gear a lot, but uh, we used to not do it at all. Like we didn't even, own a spinning rod like we might have owned one like junky old spinning rod with a terrible reel on it we've in the last what like two years colin i think we've yeah we've started doing it a lot more um and and we you know kind of realize we have to at times yeah yeah there's times where it's just you're not gonna catch five on slim baits you know like you, you we have we've done it a lot but like it's not common it's not the norm well but it's also correct me if i'm wrong but it's gotten a heck of a lot harder yes yes (laughs) yes way harder yeah so it's gotten um i gotta get you guys out on the boat one day we'll go have some fairy wand fun (laughs) i'm a a big spinning rod fella myself i do i would like it yeah i do a lot i I would too right we'll learn something because i don't think we he's just gonna throw a jig all day (laughs) I can do that. Throw a jig on a we do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. We've caught. We've caught plenty of big ones. Never. I've. Ne- I don't think I've caught anything over ten on a jig. But we've caught nines, several nines. Yeah. So I mean, like, we don't. It's not like we don't throw jigs. And, on the years we throw. Plant so many trout in these lakes. The big ones start eating jigs again. You know. But when those. Yeah. I feel like when 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 they're putting so many trout in. I mean those big trout eaters, like, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. They've got, they've got the build. They've got the mentality that those fish don't hard. They, they, they won't hardly even look at anything else, you know? Yeah. Right. yeah. Frustrating they they for guys set like up me, different but. too. I know. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, like it, when they start planting and there's a lot of, I mean, it's not just one plant either. I mean, it, it, it takes, you just got to have a good population of, of, you know trout in the lake right and uh it but once you get that going which we really didn't have for for a few years it seems like you know we're getting more trout plants hopefully it's gonna kind of get that thing going but 
they set up, they just set up different. Like that the fish don't, they live in certain, at least the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Seems like they live in certain areas. They set up certain ways and you know, it's like, you know where they're going to be and you just got to time it right. And it's, it's there. Cause they're, that's, you're right. That's what, that is what they're eating. I'm not saying they won't eat anything else, but that's what they're eating, that's, dude. They're yeah, eating but they, yeah. It, it's almost it's pretty hard to get them to eat anything else. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's 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 got to be the perfect conditions, and it it's got to be a little bit stupid at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's talk. You know what's funny is like with the with the big fish bite on the lakes, like you always heard about Bobby Barrick back in the day, always talk about, you know, those little windows, little windows, you know, and it's, it's the same thing, right? Like you got those little windows. It's usually, it, and I've never been one to go put giant limits of bass in the boat. I mean, we've had our days here and there, but not like you guys have on those days that you have, have you ever had a day where you caught like one big fish every two hours or has it been like, Two bites yeah. here. Wait four hours. Two bites here. No, we have. Those are the yeah. best days. I yeah. love being proved wrong. See, <laughs> those there you are the go. funnest days <laughs> when you catch them like every hour and a half, or you know, those are those are the best days. Oh, that's because yeah. you're just in it, you know, all day. Actually, that happened to us when <clears throat> we that boat a couple years ago. It was just consistent throughout the day. So yeah, of. Of all, dude, and I've followed you guys for a long time. I, I can't believe, I, I don't know if we've ever met in person. I, I don't think so. I've got a horrible memory, but I followed you guys for a long time. Um, been super impressed with all your fish catches. Like I follow, I follow everything going on in this area a lot more than most people even realize. And um, it's impressive what you guys have done. Um, a 40 pound limit, a largemouth is amazing. But what, what impresses me even more Joel and dude, I I love spotted bass. I love big spotted bass. I will take a five pound <laughs> spot over an eight pound largey any day of the week. Um, when you guys went to Pine Flat, it was a new gin, correct? Was it last year or the year before? It was last year. Yeah, yeah last, year, last year you cracked over twenty four pounds of spotted bass. And what was second place behind you? Ten pounds, twelve pounds, <laughs> eleven or twelve? Okay, yeah, uh, that is okay. Rough. So that's rough. Oh, hold on, hold on. We got to give credit where credit's due, though, because the guys they had that were in second, they those guys. I can't remember the guy's name. They're they're studs, though. They're good. They had twelve pounds with like two fish, and they had big fish. Three, yeah, three well, fish. You got to learn to catch fish. five. I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> they, but, uh, <laughs> but they were doing the same things you guys were doing, obviously. So you got to give them a little. You got to you got to respect yeah, the game. They were, they yeah, were, yeah, they were. And you guys are super humble. That's super awesome. You're giving the shout outs and that's very respectable. Um, but 24 pounds of spotted bass, what most people, I, and I, I, I always repeat myself, I don't care, but I get fired up about this. That is literally the equivalent, basically the mathematical equivalent of catching 48 pounds of largemouth. So can you just, and this is for my own personal selfish reasons, give up what you want to keep whatever you need to. I understand, but Talk about that day for us. Maybe, you know, go maybe the baits you caught yeah. them on. If you have waypoints, yeah, go, go whatever. ahead, Colin. <laughs> waypoints. <laughs> all right, give them all the so, waypoints, Colin. <laughs> so leading up to that tournament, so that year we don't really fish tournaments at Pine Flat. We we have it in the past, like we have, and 
uh, I think the first one I did, we won. And then after that, it was like literally just, we would have, we would like either hook the fish to win and lose them. But like, I literally netted one, one of Jace's, like an eight pounder he had on a HUD and my rod was stuck in the net and I couldn't get it out. Like my reel was all wrapped up in the net, couldn't get it out, netted the fish, went to pull it in the boat and the edge of the end of the rod, like went into the boat and literally the butt of the rod flipped the fish out and it just swam off. What? And that was like 30 minutes. Yes. That was like 30 minutes after he lost one. That was probably like 10. Yeah. So that was like our, <laughs> like, and that was like, we would go out there with no pre-fishing, you know? And, and so I'm like, you know what, this year I'm going out pre-fishing. So even if this stuff happens, we can still catch more, you know, like you got it figured out enough to, to catch more. So I went out like three days. I just went, I would work. I'd like, I can kind of adjust my schedule. And so I would like go in at night and, uh, and then get off early, you know, early in the morning, head up there, whatever. And so I just did like a bunch of, I did a, just graphing around. I, I happened to find one spot. I was out hitting this tree out in like pretty far, far out off the bank, like out in like 40 feet of water. And I heard something behind me and I turned around and I saw the trout getting chased. <clears throat> and so I cruised up there real slow. And it was like in the, the, like the spot it was, I was like, there's, it's not a bass. Like there's no, it has to be a squaw fish or something, you know, like this is the most ridiculous looking spot ever. And made a cast out there, get bit, didn't have the right, I didn't have it rigged up, right? It's kind of rigged up for largemouth. <clears throat> Missed them. So then I came back later, same thing happened. And I'm like, are these squaw fish? I, don't, I can't, I can't figure it out, you know? So then I came back again, I hit it. Uh, the next time I was there, got bit, missed them. So I told Jace, he came out like the third time. I'm like, there's this one spot that I've been bit every time I pull up here. And so pull up there and I hook one and lose them right away. First cast. And I throw out again, I catch a five pound spot. And I'm like, okay, these are spots. There it, these there are it not. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so all winter, right? We fished a, a New Year's Day tournament. We did, we got one off of that. Spot. We had three fish, Chase? Yeah, three fish. Okay, we had three fish. We got second. We did not. This was a really tough day. I caught one, like, right before weigh-in. That was, like, almost six. And that kind of saved our saved our butts. But So we got second in that one. And uh, and then we fished another one. And that, that, that spot, we caught our big ones on. We won that one. It was just an extreme bass. But so up uh, pre-fishing, we were finding them on other spots too, but they, it was not consistent, you know? And, and the other thing was I did tons of like Google map stuff, like just finding literally every little rock, every little thing I could find, you know, like literally like dialing in every spot, exactly what it looked like. And so we were getting dialed. Like we were, we, i felt like we had it pretty down like we had the, the, the angle the number two on every spot like yeah just yeah every angle every spot we had the time. right angle yeah yeah if you hit it at a different angle you would not you would not get bit but if you hit it at the right angle you would get you know not every spot that one spot for sure you get bit every time you pulled up there you know it's always the angle and, the angle, uh, boys. 
It is. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> With swim base, it's, it's a big, especially now it's even more, it, it, especially at the, like the mother load lakes. I feel like it's, it's really important. I feel like they just will not go as far to eat a swim bait as they used to. Right. But <clears throat> you got to be like dialed in, which I can get. There was another tournament we won in November that was really like that. Like you had to be really precise, but, um, so coming in this tournament, so in practice, we would just go check it. Like we go just on a Saturday, you know, just to, we, we were trying to figure something else out. Like, I mean, we're throwing spinning rods, we're throwing everything we can, we're finding fish, but they're just small, you know, like we could not get anything big. We would be catching six, seven pounds, just like everybody else. But when we pull up, we go check our spots, especially that one spot. Every time we pull up, we get bit and we go up there. We wouldn't even set the hook, you know, we get bit and not set the hook and just let it, you know, okay, they're still there. And sometimes they would like hook themselves or like Jace caught one, like a six something. Cause we were about to leave and it just smoked it. And he, you know, just reacted and set the hook. So couldn't help us though. leading up to that tournament, we're like, okay, this is our number one spot. Huh? <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you, you, yeah, you, it's hard to not swing, like really hard. Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so that tournament, I go, me and Jace go, all right, we're gonna go to that spot, and we're gonna give it like two hours, and depending if we don't get anything, nothing happens. We're not gonna like because I know just fishing tournaments it can just turn on you so quick, you know, like you can just force something way too long. And so I was like, okay, give it two hours. And this is, this is not like two hours of casting same angle. This is, this is fishing the spot, hitting the spot, one or two casts moving around. Cause there was fish around, like you could go fish, catch fish around the area. So we'd go fish, drag Carolina rigs, whatever, drop shot and, and catch some fish. But so we did that for like two hours. And, uh, so the first cast I got bit, but then we never, we never caught anything on that spot for the first two hours. So we were like, okay, like plan B, you know, got to go figure out what we're going to do now. <clears throat> so what happened, Jace? I think we, the other thing was keeper. the water. You caught one keeper. Yeah. That whole two one hours. Keeper. I caught one that was not, not even a keeper. Yeah. yeah. And so the water had come up though, like maybe what, four feet Yeah, between the time we had been there last time. So I can, I'll tell you about that later. I'll tell you about what happened next weekend, the next weekend after that, just when we went up there fun fishing. But so we didn't, we didn't get anything. The water had been steadily, you know, climbing since November or whatever, when I had first been there. And so we went and started hitting, running our other stuff that we'd gotten bit on. And the first spot we stopped on, uh, we made quite a few casts on that spot. But I kept there's this there's this big boulder, like on the tip of this point, and it's shallow. Like you know maybe I mean the boulder's really big, but it was like maybe seven feet before it dropped off. And then, uh, but I could see like there was a shade line on one side of it. And we made casts like the cast that we had caught them on before. The, the way we had caught him before. And I was like thinking we should probably move. 
and I was like, I gotta make this cast. Like, I gotta get a good cast there. And I caught a what a five something. So that five was a half. Yeah, yeah, five and a half. I think that was our first good one. And then uh, my one of my buddies, Kevin hey, Lee. What bait are you throwing? Can we ask that? Do you mind? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's it's a hog hunter. Okay. Yeah, but it's. Just I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were catching them on huds too. It's not like it just depended on the spot. Really, it had more to do, I think, with the the way it fell, the 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 speed it would fall. You know, mm-hmm. so we would switch between the hud and that, uh, and it just yeah, it depended on on the spot really. Whatever right. spot that, you could either that you day could reel, the, the hog hunter though the hog hunter that day yeah yeah <clears throat> so then we uh. There was a spot just across, like we could see. Well, we were going to go to that one first, but uh, my buddy Kevin Lee, he was sitting on it, and he was out fishing this rock pile out a little deeper. And so I caught that one, and then I noticed he's over next to us fishing this island top. And so I told Jason, go over there. So we go over there. And this is what probably like getting around like 1030, Jace, in the morning. Yeah, later. It's kind of late. And uh, pull up there and first cast, catch a six. And then Jace makes a cast, and he gets bit. And this spot, that spot, I was we were only seeing big ones on that spot. Um, that one was a little deeper, though. That one was like 25 feet, probably. It was, it was pretty deep. And uh, so Jace, Jace got bit and missed one right after. And that spot... I was only seeing like big ones. Every time I would get bit there, they would like chase it up. You know, I wouldn't set the hook or whatever. They would chase it all the way up to the boat. And they were, they were always big, like over five, every one, every time, you know? And so the one he missed was, yeah, the one he missed was probably another six pounder bigger, you know? And, uh, so I think we went and hit like one other spot, I think, and didn't get anything. And then, in practice, the, the time before, there was this one other boulder that was on this point, and uh, kind of a weird, weird point. But I had just gone in this area and was kind of just we were just fan casting, and I was throwing a glide bait just to see if I get follows. And I had these two like four pounders follow me off this rock. You could see the rock at that time, but a couple weeks later, you couldn't see the rock anymore. But I kind of knew where it was, and I made several casts, three or three or four casts, and I never felt that rock. And and then finally made a cast, and I I felt the rock. I told Jace, "Oh, there, there it is. I should get bit." And right away, like right after I said that, I caught a we caught a four pounder. And then we went and hit another spot. It was kind of a Kind of a just remember for everybody listening, these are spotted bass, okay? These are spotted bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a giant You notice spot. the trend here, too. Notice the trend. Colin's catching <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jace's caught them plenty of times. Jace saved our butts in the TOC that we won, so. <laughs> um, Boys, it all, it, it, it all pays the same when it's a team tournament. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. He's the one who got them in the boat. He pulled them in the boat and then with the net. So that's right. He's the one who actually <laughs> caught him. 
<laughs> I feel like net men don't are ever, underrated. Hey, don't ever, don't ever poo-poo a good net man. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. He's really good at it. Yeah, he's a compliment, or if that's a, it's a compliment. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it too, except when I get my rod stuck in the net. Yeah. Um, so we went. Yeah, we went and hit a, a kind of. We went. We're kind of like okay. We've got like eight. At this point, yeah. Now. We think we're like we're. We probably got it right at this point. Yeah. I mean, the, like the tournament at that time had been. Yeah. Yeah, like seven eight pounds was winning. You know, yeah, I mean, this it's is really, pine really flat. bad. It, it's pine flat dead of winter, right? Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it was February twenty seventh, but it was better dead of oh, dead of winter. Okay. Guys, we were, they were catching a little bit better bags dead of winter, but leading up to that, all the club tournaments and stuff were just terrible weights. You know, yeah. And it was yeah, was it February February twenty seventh? Uh, yeah, yeah, February twenty seventh. And these spotted bags are just. Fat butter oh, balls they're, just oh, they're ready. Oh, god! Except for the four pounder, the four pounder was not. It was like skinny, and it was just as big as the biggest one. Yeah, but I don't know what. I don't know if it's a male or if it had already spawned or what. One what of those, the deal was one of those nineteen inch. Yeah, inch, a, yeah, yeah exactly. Probably <laughs> bigger. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a big one. It was just skinny. So. Yeah, we're like, we got 18 pounds. Oh, now you're driving around the lake like, you know, 45 miles an hour because you're just like, well, let's just hit whatever we want. You know, we'll find something. And we're going by this one point that everybody hits and there's nobody on it. And we're like, well, let's stop there. And Jace catches one. And so he hooks one and we're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah, he got one, you know. And it's on the hog hunter and it's like, what was it, one one ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, but we've but got five now. Our, that, yeah, that completed our limit. So we're like, all right, now we got like twenty. You know, we should be pretty good. So then we're just kind of we go back and hit some of the spots we caught them on already. We didn't catch, you know, we didn't catch any. And I go, let's go hit that point we looked at last time we were here. We just happened to pull up on this point just to check it out. And we saw like a three pound spot creasing on it. And, uh, and so we pulled in a little different and there was a, there was a tree just off the side of it. And this was like two forty five right before weigh-in. And I threw out on this tree and it was like, sometimes you make a cast with a swim bait and you're like, Oh dude, that's the cast, you know, like <laughs> for some reason, like you just feel it. And yeah, I, got smoked and it was like a was a seven seven pounder mm-hmm. right before weigh-in so that kinda, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah hey he so, so he, yeah so he hooks that fish and i like i the way I, I mean we fished together and caught so many big fish together that i don't have to see the fish i can just tell by his body language and the way he's fighting a fish that if it's a big one you know and so he hooks this fish and i'm looking at his rod and i'm looking at him and i'm like that's that's like a teener. That's a big. Yeah, fish. we're thinking it's a largemouth, you know. Yeah, because it's just staying yeah. down too. It wouldn't, you, you know. I mean, it was like just digging, which spots will do, but it was yeah. like yeah. just so strong. And yeah, I got it in, and <laughs> oh, as soon as I get it in, he goes, "Oh, it is over!" <laughs> like really loud though. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was like other people like within shout like you know that could hear us and I'm, but it was just like we were so pumped up he's just like dude we just we just because like we had been saying like how cool would it be to catch 25 pounds a spot you know like that's that was what we were saying before that tournament it was like we think we might be able to do it but how you know everything would have to work out right how awesome would that be and when that happened that last fish it was like dude we're we might have it, you know. So much for the humble and, the golf brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're in the when you're in the moment, a, you're competing. Oh dude, yeah. yeah. I'm totally kidding. That's just that's that's great. <laughs> yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so okay, real quick just because it, it was funny at at the weigh in of course, at the way and it was just like, you know, uh, the, guy, the guys that were standing around were just kind of like in shock, you know. And to be honest, like we, me and Colin were kind of nervous about because we're like, dude, they're like, how is this going to work? They're going to think we cheated. Like, they're going to think we cheated. These guys have been catching seven, eight pounds in tournaments around here. Like, but I mean, but for us, it's like, okay, well, we'll do whatever the tournament wants. They want us to polygraph or whatever. We'll, we'll do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Of course, they didn't do that, but, uh, but so we're kind of nervous. So we go way in and, you know, everybody's just like in shock. And then we take the fish back down to the boat and we're cruising out. It was actually the guys that got second were kind of coming by and Colin had, I think that seven pounder out, he's getting ready to let it go. I think we had just taken a picture and he was getting ready to let it go. And one of the guys was like, he said, how big was that one? And Colin said seven. And he goes like this one, he holds a big largemouth. It was the big fish of the tournament, which was like seven something. Mm-hmm. They actually beat us out for big fish. There's a largemouth. Yeah. And uh and we're and we're like, Oh man, that's you're the ones that got the big fish, you know? And so then he he says, What'd you guys have? Like like eleven or something? And calling goes, twenty four <laughs> and the guy just <laughs> drops the fish and just turns away like there's like a U turn, doesn't even look at us. Uh, you could tell he was like he wasn't mad at us. It was just hilarious. Like he was like, "Oh my goodness!" He didn't. He wasn't up there when we weighed him. You know. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like that day was was insane. Yeah, and catching spots like that. I mean, they they already fight hard. I think the biggest my my biggest spot actually has come out of come out of Millerton. It was a little over three. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and you guys and you guys know, like fish in Millerton, just a grind. I mean, I, me and my brother in law was a couple years ago. We caught like fifty fish each that day, and then we each caught one three. It was like it was like that special day where it's like you just grind through. Yeah. It's, it's a blast, right? This is Memorial Day weekend when they had it yeah. closed for a while. They had it closed for a month or or more, and we went there and it was just oh, wow, just wide open, you know, for the COVID thing, right? It was. Yeah, it might have been two years ago. It might have been 2020 when they had everything closed down and they opened up Memorial Day weekend. I, I and I, right. COVID's got me all messed up. But just anything. I mean, you you catch a, a over a three pound spot. It's just like the way they fight is totally different. I can't even imagine like anything over a five with a spot. And that's when you're so talking about like a, it feels like a twelve pounder because those things just battle. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I've heard you know you guys talk about that a lot. You know. And I think you're right with, with normal gear. I think a, a spot does fight quite a bit harder, but 
in just my opinion, catching them on swim bait stuff, mm-hmm. a largemouth over 10 fights harder than any spot I've caught, except for that that seven pounder for some reason pulls really hard. Yeah. And I, I think it's got, it got the bait out of its mouth was the biggest thing. So if you, if they have the bait in their mouth, they can't fight nearly as hard, but a large mouth can close their mouth. A big large mouth can close their mouth still and dig and, and you know, they, they can, they can still swim as hard as they normally could. So usually on a swim bait, I feel like a, a large mouth, uh, a 10 pound large mouth pulls a lot harder than a six pound spot. So but they it just has to do with, yeah, yeah. I do believe that a spot is stronger for its size, you know, but. So this, this, yeah, with this, swim bait gear, this perfect, perfectly dovetails into a question that I had and I waited. Um, and this is pro right here. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> but like i'm talking about i'm talking about you're, you're talking about when they've when they've got that thing choked or when it's on the outside and maybe it's on the corner of the mouth top top bottom whatever rather than all the way choked in and they've got it in the in the roof of their mouth right if you're, if you're talking about a single hook hud or whatever right can you right. talk a little bit about losing fish on big baits how does I mean it happens? And you guys have already talked about that <laughs> multiple times. Right? It's part of it's part of the deal. It's it's part of the learning process that I've realized that if you do not, I mean, there there's a technique to making sure that you you can get rid of as many variables as possible so that you don't lose that fish. But can you talk a little bit about what it means when you're fishing with these big baits and losing fish is just part of it? Well, it's. It's, it is, it's not super common, uh, but it seems to happen in tournaments for some reason. (laughs) And like, if you're out fun fishing, it just does not happen very often. But look, me and Jace lost a tournament in December because of a lost fish. Well, he broke that one off. That was kind of a different deal, but that doesn't happen. That hardly ever happens. Uh, I lost another one in another tournament this year that cost us the tournament. Um, Jace, Jace lost two big ones each day of that TOC at Berryessa that we won each day. And the first, the first day was all because we didn't have it rigged right. He didn't, the, the, he had one rigged right and I was using it. We had one that wasn't rigged right. And he, he, I, I was catching them on it, so I told him, put one on. He put one on. We had several of them, but they weren't right, right? He put one on, and he started catching. You know, he started getting bit, and he hooked a real big one, and it came off just because it wasn't rigged right. So then that night, so, he rigged up. You know, he rigged up a bunch of the rest of the baits, and then the next, the first thing, the next morning, he gets one. It's like a nine-pounder probably at least and it pulls off right at the boat, like rigged right and everything. So yeah, it's, it, has, it hurts. Okay. So Joel, I, so I, to kind of answer your question, I think it really, it, it depends on how you rig it a lot and not just how you rig the bait, but everything else, like your gear and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm not, I, I'll be honest. We don't, we don't fish a lot of hard baits. We, we fish them 
like we we've left the depths we'll fish the depths um we have a you know a couple other hard baits that we'll fish sometimes but we like we just don't fish them that much i know a lot of guys do we just have i don't know we have a lot more confidence with soft bait but uh it does depend on how you rig it are we talking about single top hooks yeah yeah you guys look like putting stingers on there or i mean whatever yeah. you, whatever you'd yeah. like to give us you don't have to give us all the juice yeah. but if you guys uh, have yeah. a really really you, good one what? just for <laughs> the people out there that are getting into this and we've <laughs> private messaged about this so, and it's, it's no giant yeah. um secret but can you guys talk about rigging those big baits uh, if, if you don't mind and if you don't want to that's fine but mm-hmm. one for spotted bass and one for largemouth. How do you change that out depending on what you're around? So I, I know how I, I, okay, first of all, even if I tried to explain exactly how I rig, like a hog hunter, yeah. I, you wouldn't even get it, honestly. And it's not because you won't get it. It's because it's very hard to explain. It's not, but it's, it's a simple setup. But, but I know, I mean, I can tell you, so like, Ryan, we you had messaged too me much, the other night about, about. I'm not. I'm not. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh, like Ryan, you had messaged me the other night about like the HUD and stuff. So Huddleston's, we we almost never do anything with those. We pull them out of the package and fish them. Like right. they're they're we'll really bend up good. The hook a little. Yeah, yeah. We'll bend the the jig hook up just slightly. Right, um, but we almost Except never rig. If go ahead, Jake, if we know if we know it's like gonna be spot, yeah, it's a good idea to rig it with the treble hook on the head. You know, like a Butch yeah. Brown style rig. Right, that's it, what I told. That's what I told do it the Butch Brown way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for spot, so yeah. for spot, we do do that. But that's only like that's if we know, like we know we're gonna be catching spots we're targeting big spots then we'll go that way because they just seems like they always headshot it and so you just don't the jig hook is makes it harder we've missed a lot of them but if we yeah. if we're gonna fish where there's big largemouth we don't do anything to the hud like we just pull out a package spin that hook up a tiny bit and fish it just and because it, and they i'll can tell get you it like so easily they get it and if you hook them with that and you don't like lose pressure on them like really really bad they are stuck. Like they're coming in the boat. Like our, our hook to land ratio with a jig hook on a HUD is probably 95 plus percent, but it might be 98 plus percent. Like we almost never lose them. It's like, you don't lose them like that. That's a good percentage. I guess, I guess my question then would be for, and, and you answered that with, with bending that hook out. That's a big one for more, um, weedless style baits. So you've got that hook kind of buried in that in that plastic body. It's along the top. You do want to bend that hook out. I guess it's just for me and other people that are fishing places like the Delta, where you got to fish a little bit more weedless. And I don't know if you guys right, even yeah. do that, but um, yeah, I mean, like, what what would be some of your thoughts on on fishing a weedless, a bigger weedless swim bait, six inches and up? Probably just tipped up just a little bit it might not be as weedless but your your hookup ratio will be i mean it'll should still be weed weedless if you just tip it up just a little bit to where it's not digging back into the plastic it's more flat with the plastic yeah maybe even just a little up 
Yeah. Your hookup ratio will go up a lot. Yeah. So continue. Yeah, but you gotta so, you gotta so, jack them. You gotta yeah. with a big hook like that. You gotta set the hook hard. Yeah, well, I wanted to bring that up because it, it is a it is a big one for the weedless swim baits. But you guys aren't fishing a lot of that. You're fishing the muddle lake. So I'll let you continue. Sorry for for interrupting. Oh, yeah. No, so <laughs> like yeah, so the hubs don't do anything. Um, the hog hunter we do um, without going into too much detail because really the only reason I say that guys is because I don't really care like about helping guys. I mean we we have guys that we are know and, and we've showed and stuff, but it really it makes or breaks the bait. Like, honestly, like it, that bait, I'll just tell you like that bait, as it comes out of the package, looks great. It's horrible for hooking and catching fish, like landing fish. Yeah. Terrible. It's like the worst bait ever made. Like, <laughs> it's not, a joke. Yeah. Like, it's really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and the other thing is, we got this, design. somebody, somebody yeah. showed us this. Now I think we do it a little different. Uh, but somebody else showed us this. Alex yeah, yeah, yeah. Apis showed us, like yeah. in like 2015. And so it's okay. kind of this, that's how dumb we are. That Alex showed yeah. us this yeah. that long ago. <laughs> but we, I was just like, I remember him showing us, and I was just kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't even know how he did that, you know. And so we just didn't even pay close attention. And it, it took years later before I finally like sat down and figured it out and it took me a while like but the rig we we use is amazing on that bait like it's it's really really good but it but it's yeah it's it's different we don't it's not um you know as it comes out of the package we we, we change it and it works for everything i mean largemouth uh, spotted bass everything we we catch it on that that rig i mean can you Go ahead, is that Aaron. something you're willing to share with us? How you rig it? Like, I mean, basic is it? Is it double trebles? Do you have a jig hook, treble stinger? It's, it's, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a double finger type rig, basically. Okay. But yeah, it's. I mean, it. Yeah, it, it, it's not. To be honest, it's really simple. It's just that there's. It's hard to it's hard to say. Like, I can't I can't explain it. Uh, without kind of giving everything away, but but it's, right. it's a simple rig. It's just that we we do it a, dif- a slightly different way with some different material. I'll say that, yeah. and that makes a difference. Like it, it really right. makes a big difference. I, and the, and don't get me wrong, I've seen other guys make very similar setups, and it probably works good for them. But um, that yeah, that rig just is amazing. Like it works so good. And like you said, I can't even take credit for it. That's Alex Niapis. Right. So when, well, well, Jerry, when Jerry talks, Harvey is actually listens. the one who actually, his right. old partner Jerry Harvey is the one who figured it out. Yeah, I, I, I fished a tournament with Jerry Harvey about a month ago. Well, you know Jerry, yeah. so you can go ask Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry will tell you. is Jerry is, will tell you. is like family to us. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Ryan, talk to nope. Jerry and then let me know. Well, I'm there not. <laughs> it wasn't so much for myself, you know. But hey, dude. But, but we also fully respect that there's a lot of stuff you guys have worked really hard on, um, and there's a lot of of secrecy to this. And just what you guys have shared with us is a lot more than most people are willing to. So, yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, just like I said earlier, there's a lot of guys that go chuck big baits. They post a lot of pictures of their big baits, but they don't post a lot of pictures of 
them catching, catching big fish on their big, big baits. So <laughs> there's something you guys have figured out that 95% of the swim baiters do not. So, you know, what's funny, but yeah. it's funny that you say, um, that hog hunter, the jig hook, it, it's a flawed design because as everybody knows, I don't ever claim to be a big, a big bait guy. I don't even own them. I hit up you Jace the other night going, Hey dude. Um, so my client caught some big ones. I want to go check this out. Um, I know where they're living, and I went just to go choose between a couple of swim baits. What's the the easiest way to rig one? This kind of stuff, because um, I am not a big baiter. But uh, I had him out there. He asked if I could get him around him. I said yes. I know where they're at. I said I just you know I'm they're not eating the stuff I'm throwing, and he's a very very good swim baiter. I mean this guy's. You know, like he keeps a real low profile, but he's very good. And yeah. he was throwing the hog hunter. Um, I mean, that's no secret. You can see that in the video we posted. Um, yeah. He had the jig hook on and he said, this is not how I usually rig it. He said, this is just kind of something I did real quick because I didn't have much time. And he said, I wasn't planning on this. Um, but he had the jig hook and he had the stinger behind it, you know, right back kind of near the tail, just up, like, you know where I'm talking. Um, right. And every, and he caught four fish on this that day, but he had probably a three and a half RG at, at Pedro. But dude, I found it's, it's funny. Cause I took Diana, I took Diana up there fishing just to go have some fun. And she got her Cinco hung up in a tree. And I went out to the tree to go on stagger Cinco. And I'm looking down and there's literally six, ba- I'm not exaggerating. There's, six bass for probably 55 pounds staring yeah. right at me, you know? <laughs> and yeah. and I, I said, well, that's like, if you saw the video, I'm like, welcome to a magical tree, but well, that's yeah. Diana's magical tree. But anyway, um, <laughs> but all four of those fish he caught, including one just under seven and one just under eight, every single fish was caught on that stinger hook. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there was something yeah. to that. I'm no dummy. I, so, I I can see stuff and see the way it works, you know? It's, it's really it weird, so Ryan, because it, yeah, it's not the hook. Because if you, okay, if you have a if you have a hog hunter or bait smith, whatever you want to call it, and you have a Huddleston, go put them next to each other, line those hooks up. It's the exact same hook. It's the exact same hook. Like, it's the same right. size. So, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because the, the HUD's so good with that jig hook. It's not the hook. It's something about like the stiffness of the bait, the stiffness of the rubber, mm-hmm. the plastic, whatever you want. It's something about it, but it's it's something about it just doesn't seem to stay for some reason. Now, don't get me wrong, we've caught them with that jig hook and where they were stuck and they weren't coming yeah. off. Like Colin caught a nine in a tournament at Tedro one day and that sucker was stuck on that jig hook. But that's not at least in our experience, that's not the norm with that bait. Do you guys no. do you guys mess with the with the weights of your bait at all? Because I'm the reason I asked this. I was speaking to Butch Brown. I was watching a video he did where he's talking about taking that depths, uh, drilling eight holes into it, filling it with epoxy. Like it was pretty pretty like involved. 
process. I think I'm definitely going to be trying this. By the way, I mean, I mean, <laughs> if if you if you want to if you want to buy a uh, whatever umpteen dollar bait and then drill a bunch of holes into it, fill it with epoxy, and try that. Man, all the more power to you. That is some dedication. Because <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm like, a regular person is not is not doing this. But it was pretty cool that he was like willing to share it and say, "Hey, yeah. hey this is what's up." And yeah, I mean, honestly, I watched it the other night and I was kind of like blown away by the intricacy and the willingness of him to be like, "This is the way I do it." Like, wow, the Butch Brown way. Yeah. So I saw that video, Joel, and I and I was like looking at the comments below and, and I saw somebody said something like, um, this is ridiculous. The average guy's never going to do this and they're still going to catch big ones on it. And I didn't say anything back, but I was like, no, they're, they're not. That's why they're average. Like it's, I'm not, it's not downing (laughs) on them. I'm just like the guys that take that, that put that much into it. Those are the guys that, that are catching big ones consistently. Like it, I'm not saying like you have to, like I said, we take the HUD right out of the package. We're not doing anything special with that, but it's, it's everything. It's not just baits. It's like where you're, we, we just talked about like angles on spots, a certain boulder, like those things do matter. Like you're, you'll catch fish. Like the guys go out, throw a swim bait, just random fan cast on a point or whatever. You catch them sometimes. But if you want to like our thing, I guess you're like one, something, there's lots of guys out there that can catch fish on swim baits and, and have caught big ones, but not, I think one thing we, I feel like we can do pretty good is, is do it in tournaments where a lot of guys won't like yeah. they'll fish them for yeah. fun and they'll catch big fish here and there, but they won't do it in tournaments because it's not a tournament bait to them. But for us, it's like, yeah, it is just another tool. Like it's, it's just a tool. Except for the mother load guys. A lot of those mother load guys. Like yeah, that's hard. Yeah, no, that's a whole different. They're the hardest to beat. Well, Dude, I, if you can go and fish an ABA in the mother load region against like 11 other boats and win, you did something really special. I'm telling well, you. Because those like, are the 11 best teams in the mother load. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's. Yeah. There's a reason. Well, there's a couple reasons nobody else fishes that but yeah dude they're scared you yeah. know and i mean it and and rightfully so the guys everybody there thinks they can go out and win that tournament and everybody there has a shot at winning that tournament for sure oh, yeah. if you can go and beat <laughs> alex niapis and and uh jason brian and cox and jake and jason yeah and and, and brian john. cox john leasty uh who, who else, uh, even even yeah aiden lee Robert, uh, you're, I mean, if you, if you beat any of those guys, like you're, you, those guys are straight studs mm-hmm. on those lakes. Like they have been for years. And then you have a chance, like Aaron Cole might show up or Kyle Rasmussen might show up. And it's like, dude, you, you got to, you have to be good. And then you have to get lucky. I was talking to somebody, somebody else about that. Well, somebody pretty close to me just recently. It's like kind of getting into it, and I'm like, you know, the dedication that's put into this by a lot of people, like the the amount of time and effort. And you're talking, and not not just not just in the gas money, not just in the time to get out there, not just in the time fishing. But you're talking about like editing a a bait that's already out there. And you guys said that you know 
the HUD, you'll fish it the way it is. But you've taken the time to figure out a way to fish something differently. And you put the time in, though. And I think that's like, that's this is my philosophy. This is my philosophizing of this episode is I've got a hell of a lot of respect for people that'll go that extra mile and really put in the time, not just on the water, but figuring this stuff out. And that's pretty cool. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it takes, it takes time. It takes some effort. Um, there's some guys out there, what? um, that, that, that do it. And they, you know, that are, that you just see the results. Like it, it, it if you are serious about it and you put the time in it, it'll happen. Like there's a young guy, like, um, I don't know. I don't think you guys have had him on, uh, but you, I'm sure you know who he is. Zeeland Hunter. He's, yes, he's a young kid. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Christian too. They're but like they're close to the same age, I think. Yeah. But those studs. dudes like they just put in t- Christian's been putting in time. We've been seeing him forever. And like if you see those guys, not they're they're not just like gifted with fishing ability. Like <laughs> you're not born with no, it. No. Like no. <laughs> it's not just, basketball like, or it's yeah, like they love it's it. Not football. They love it. Like with every like that's how we feel. Like we we just love it. That's why we went. Okay, yeah. Colin was going to say earlier that tournament we won at Pine Flat last year. Everybody saw the tournament, but not a lot of people, unless they follow us on Instagram, knew that the next Saturday we went there and had almost twenty four again with four fish. Oh, like, I I didn't know that. Yeah, yes. you guys Maybe are, I didn't. Right, I, let's cut this off. This is ridiculous now. How did I miss that? Wait, but was the twenty four the next weekend with all spots again? No, three of them. No, okay, the biggest three of them one were. Was. The biggest one was yeah. I caught. Oh my! I caught gosh. my PB spot that day. It was a seven four. And then Colin yeah, caught like so a seven pound large. Now I was ju- hold on. I was just looking at that picture because I was trying to be nosy here. Um, you caught that fish. On this was uh March 6th. Yep, that sounds right. Yep, yep. I was just I think so. I was just stalking your Instagram trying to look for some more fish pictures to talk about, but anyway, that sounds yeah, weird yeah. now that I said it. So that's, <laughs> that's what I was that's what I was getting to with the whole water coming up. So that's another like we could talk about rigging and all that stuff. That stuff's really important when you, that's just really important after you've already got it dialed. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not getting bit, it's worthless. So that, like that spot. So what it had come up, maybe four feet, Jace. So we'd been catching them on this one spot, uh, for all winter. And then it's like, it it just came up a little bit. The spot was a really weird spot. It was really weird. Like nobody, we knew that nobody was going to find it. You know, it was just like, and still to this day, even if, I mean, they could see us there, but like getting the, the cast and everything, the, the angle mattered so much. But so it had come up like four feet between the tournament and the last time we had been there prior to the tournament. And so when we came back, we went up, we pulled up to it the same way we were pulling up the week before. Uh, that you know at the tournament and we didn't get we didn't get bit nothing you know and so we came back later and i decided we're gonna pull up a different on the opposite side of it so we were sitting up shallow throwing out 
And so I threw out, and I think Jason just kind of waiting, and to, he was going to make the cast after me. I didn't get bit, so I just, Jace made a cast. I, we spot-locked it. He made a cast, and I made a completely different angled cast. And so these fish were sitting off the side of this big flat and prior to this, but I made a cast kind of up on top of it shallower and first cast, I caught one like a four pounder and we caught after that, we caught Jace caught that seven and then I caught a six and it was all it was. I guarantee we'd have caught him that day if I'd have just pulled in on the other side and made a cast up on top of it up shallow. Like it had just come up just enough for yeah, them to pull up on top of it and not be out off the side of it. Right. But when you're in a tournament, it's hard that you're anytime you're doing something, it's, 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 it's hard tough. to make an adjustment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you know yeah. already what you think you need to be doing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, but when you're out there fun fishing, it just comes to you like, oh, duh, you know. Why well, do I think of that? Kind of, yeah, and that's almost the problem with like guiding and trying to fish tournaments because you get so stuck in your ways. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's hard to go out there and say, well, how do I adjust today? Because this is what we've done all week long, you know. Like, yeah. Um, no, I say this. I say this like the you know, like it was just like, oh, you, you dummy, like you should have just cast up a little shower. No, this is like a hundred and fifty feet opposite directions. On this spot, you know oh, what I a, mean. This like, is this a long a, flat. This is a big long. This is a long flat. flat. Yes, and the more the water came up, the higher it, you know the the longer it got. Right. So yeah, it was a complete different cast. Like it wasn't even close to the same cast. So. Okay, I got two questions really quick. You guys can choose who wants to answer each one. The first one, and you can just give a short answer on this if you want to. It doesn't matter. Um. But anybody that throws big baits, whether it be a glide bait, whether it be a big soft bait, they have a lot of drawing power. Let's say you are, I don't care which way you pull them off the spot. Let's say you are casting to the spot. And I oh, I, I, I always hate spot fishing. We talk about this. I, as a non-swim baiter, I like to really run a pattern. I realize with the big baits, you have to find your spots. It's it's two different yeah. things. Um. But let's say you pull up to the spot and you pull a big one off or a big two or three off, whatever it may be. You pull them off the spot, right? Like you're pulling them out to deep water. You have now repositioned them. How long do you wait to target those fish again? Or do you make another cast in there? That's question number one. Um, if you don't make another cast, how long do you wait to come back and hit those fish again? Question number two is we need to, we need to talk about March 1st, 2020. March 1st, okay. 2020. Was there a big bag caught that day, I've been told? 2020. March 1st, Where? 2020. I, you guys just posted the memory today, I thought. <laughs> Was it 2020? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, March 1st. Let me 1st. see. Oh, did I post it? One of you guys posted a, a giant bag with a 12 and a 7 and a 5. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, yeah, okay. Okay, that wasn't 2020, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was so, that so was the, like the memory. The memory you when you posted it was 2020. So right, you know what it right. said? probably. I, I thought that's what it said. Okay, well, we, I sure. mean, 
since then we've had bigger bags there. Oh yes, it's right. it, it's a memory from March first, twenty twenty. Well, no, dude, this post says March first, twenty twenty. Good one from yesterday. Yeah. So thanks, guys, for totally uh, messing us up and looking making. Us <laughs> <up like Jasper>. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm used no, to looking at it, but Joel is not. Okay. We can definitely talk about it. All right, you, who yeah, do you want to answer, that, Colin? That first one. Uh, the first question. I'll, you want me to answer the I, first one? Sure, go ahead. I'll, I'll talk about the Go for the second one? Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, so the first one, it, not very long. I, we've made the mistake in the past of waiting too long. I think when those fish are interested, it, you can kind of read them too. If you see them, if they're pretty fired up, they're on it. Those fish are like, you don't want to wait long. Now I wouldn't normally make a cast right back out, especially if you think they saw you. Mm-hmm. Here's the one thing I will say. 99% of the time, if they see you, you blew it up already. You're you, you screwed it up, especially now. Yeah. Um, not you, always. Yeah. But, yeah. You do not want them to see you. Uh, now, with that being said, so uh, I have like a really good example of one fish. That's my biggest fish. It, it followed Jace out first. Um, I found it for him. We, yeah, he found it for me. <laughs> the old bird so dog. We pulled up, yeah, we pulled up on this point, and I made the cast of, you know, what you think would be the, the right cast on this point, and it usually was you the way we'd catch them. But he made this cast kind of down the side of the point on this tree. And he had a pack come out that was, I don't know. Well, the biggest one was almost 14. Uh, we know that for a fact. Um, the <laughs> other one, there was another 10 plus in there. You know, there was just a bunch of big ones. And that big one was on Jace's bait hard. But it, it touched was, it. It, it. It touched it, yeah. And so... <laughs> It was, I think the, I honestly, I think the sun angle saved us. I think it didn't see us because of the sun angle. Um, but it kind of turned off. So in the past, when we've had that happen, we've either thrown in there right away and, and blew it up or we, we wait too long. Like we wait like 30 minutes, you know, or an hour. That's that. I think that's too long, but we could see that fish was fired up. So I just let the boat the wind everything kind of worked out perfect the wind kind of was kind of blowing us away from them so it, it was like perfect I didn't have to touch a trolling motor or nothing you know and so we just let the wind push us out away from everything we went over to the spot right next to it made a cup made one cast maybe and we said let's go back so we went back jace made a cast first he didn't think it was the right angle it didn't didn't follow or anything so he said he was going to get on the bank or whatever. He got out on the bank. This is just fun fishing. Got out on the bank, makes a cast, and it followed him up. Put it once or twice? Twice. Once twice yeah, from twice. that same Followed him up twice. And so, it, I was still in the boat. Tell it, and he can see it. I'm still in the boat just sitting there. I could see the fish following it, you know. Oh. But you could see that second time. Yeah. You could, and that, that was after we, the rest of them we never saw again that big one was still there. So you could see after that second time, it kind of, it changed its mood, you know, and he was throwing a depth. And so I asked him, you want me to, he goes, I, he just kind of sat there 
like, what are we going to do? You know? And I said, should I throw the hut out there? And he goes, yeah. And threw it out there and I ate it. So I think if you wait too long, it's not good. If you, if you do it too quick right away, it's not good. Now, if they don't see you, if they don't see you, they might eat it right away. But if so you think you they think saw they, it, like once they follow a bait, do you think they go reposition very quickly? Uh, it depends. depends. On, sometimes you can I, tell I they, they, they mood. Do. Like you can, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, it, if, they turn, their body if they turn and they swim right back, right back from where they came from, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if go. they if they just kind of hang out, and you know, sometimes kind of hang out and look around, and they'll just cruise off real slow. Usually, yeah. those fish. Good luck. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, too, by the way, that was he already said it, but that was a thirteen, what thirteen, twelve, thirteen, thirteen, or whatever. That yeah. fish calling spot. That was a a giant, giant. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I I think that yeah. If you see them, so, kind of most of the times those big ones, if they lose interest, they don't dart. It's weird. Like like smaller ones will dart off like they're scared. Big ones don't, it's like, I, I mean, I'm not saying they'd never do that, but like they just kind of just lower themselves in the water, like, and just cruise real slow away. Like if they do that, you're like, yeah, chances of getting yeah. that fish are not good. Like that fish, yeah. just, you can see them like deflate and lose interest. It's like, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say one thing too. And I, uh, I mean, Ryan, I know you talked to Don Mormon. I've talked to him about this a lot, but if you're getting a lot of followers, but not a lot of bites, you're doing something wrong. Right. Yep. You shouldn't be getting you, you. It's probably your angle. You're, you're probably not hitting it at the right angle. Could be timing too, but Chase, when's the last time you remember a follower? Oh my goodness. I, I, I can't even think I, of a time. The last time I got a, just a follower. Yeah, back in the day, really, like back it, when, like e- even the S waiver one sixty eight, right? When that first yeah. came out, and I was, you know, I was younger in my early twenties. I was a jig fisherman. I didn't know a whole lot. I just knew I could throw that bait and catch some good ones on it. And you know, some days every cast get two or three followers on it. And I started calling that the ooh ooh bait, you know, because you're like ooh 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 oh <laughs> yeah. oh 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 oh, and then. <laughs> All and, and looking back now, not that I've got it all figured out, but I know a few more things than I used to. And I'm going, oh, I was throwing that thing so wrong. I'm pulling every single fish out to deep water with this, you know? Like, yeah. This is, oh uh-huh. God, just looking back, I'm like, if I could have figured it out back then and not been such a dummy, the yeah. fish I could have caught for a two year stretch. Oh gosh, I could just see the pictures now, you know? You know, yeah. you know what's hard, Ryan? Is like I think I so. There's a lot of guys, especially younger guys that are getting into it. They do that. The first few times they go out, throw on a swim bait, they get followers. They're like they'll get some bit like bigger fish than they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they just, it blows their mind and they have fun. They're seeing these big fish. They're not catching them, but as they kind of develop and, and get, you know, get more confident with it, they like, I feel like the only way to actually get good and consistent is to not, need that like I, I feel like some guys get in a rut where they need to see the fish before they feel like they're confident in it and it's like mm-hmm. dude if you know like certain spots 
if you've seen big fish come off that spot two or three times before, it's like they're there. They're around somewhere. Now you just need to figure out how to time it and the angle. Like they're there. You just have to have confidence that they're there. Hey, Joel, I I feel like what he just said, like you know how you do a little Instagram thing where you post the audio? Yeah. That was money. Was that money? Was that money? <laughs> that was money, money dude. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt money, you, but that was money. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just see a lot of, like, a lot of guys. And not just young guys, but, like, I just use that as an example. Guys that are starting to throw swim baits. It's cool because they see fish right off the bat, but then you, you have to get to where you don't need to see fish anymore. Like, I now, like me and Colin always talk about, like, I don't want followers. I want eaters. Like... <laughs> followers don't help me i need them to eat it well so i i've mentioned this on on the podcast with joel a bunch of times i think but an old timer told me back in the day when i just first started doing this you know and i was just out looking just i just wanted to catch five keepers in a day and i was happy you know i just didn't want to blank or skunk or or be bottom of the pack in a tournament but he told me, you know, he's all, well, son, you got to get to the point where you're when like where you know you're doing the right thing when you're not getting bit doing it and I was like, man, that yeah. didn't make a lot of sense back yeah. then, but now it does, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to throw, I mean, yeah. with any type of fishing, you're going to throw a lot more casts without catching one than you're, you know, going to throw and catch one. But with swim baits, it's even more drastic than that. Like, obviously, right. you're you're, you're going to get less bites. But the bites you get, especially when you get them dialed in, when you say dialed in, it's like you just, you know where they're at. Like, you know where they're at, where they're eating, and then you just figure out timing and angle. That's all it is. Like if you figure those things out, it's that's, it's, it's simple. Like it really is simple. It's just, you have to be willing to do it over and over and over again until you actually get good. Like, you know, like I said before, I, I think that's one of, there's guys out there that catch bigger fish than me and Colin. Like it's just, they do like they'll, and they're kind of, they'll go on these streaks where they catch big ones but then they won't catch anything for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, like our strength is, I feel like we can go out and catch them almost any time. Like, and so, you know, it's day to day, but like we can stay fairly consistent because it's just about finding out where they're at and they're, they'll eat those baits. Like, especially in them, you know, these are like trout in them. Like they're going to eat it at some point. What is, what are some tips? But, what are about, what are some tips about actually finding them? Like, what are you guys doing that other people aren't to find these fish that are in these areas that are willing to eat these big baits without giving up, without giving up too much? But I mean, no, no, honestly, honestly, especially now, everybody's fishing the spots. Mm -hmm. They're fishing the spots where they are. Yeah. They're just not Uh fishing the right bait and on the, the right angles. Like, now you go to Maloney's now, you can't even hardly find this a spot to go hit because somebody's on it. You know, it's not that it's not that they're electronics not. make it so that it, like you can it's the same stuff. Points, island tops, trees, bridge pilings. You know, it's all the same stuff. It's just how you. I mean, everybody's fishing the same the same spot, especially with yeah electronics like Jason's saying. Now the mapping and stuff. Before we had mapping, it was just, you know, go over something with your 2D and like, oh, this runs out pretty good. Looks like it's got some brush on it or rocks here, you know. It's got good drops on the sides. And 
I know one thing. Yeah. The the past few years, the best spots are spots that are nobody's nobody would ever even think to hit. You know, mm-hmm. they've never even looked for, and that's that's where it's hard because like sometimes you just got to get lucky and see a trout getting chased on it. You know, just happen to be in the right place at the right time. But then you got to act on that. You got to do. You got to realize that what that was. You know, it wasn't an accident. Yeah, I like I like that you guys have really kind of rammed home the whole angles because I think a lot of people don't really understand. Like it's called angling for a reason. There, I mean, from (laughs) from 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 fly fly fishing to big baits, it is all about your angle. Period. Yeah, and if you can figure that out, if you can figure that out and get the feel for it, because I really do think it's a feel. Do you guys agree with that? Like it's a feel. It's a feel. It's a feel. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, okay, some... so we. Sorry. Go ahead, Jason. I, I was going to say, like, so, like going back to fishing, we do the same thing as swim baits. But I, I, I can think back to when I was fishing the A rig a lot and catching a lot of good fish on it, and I was catching a lot of the big ones. I was catching were on trees, but uh, that you're right about the feel. Like some of those trees. I mean, we didn't we didn't have live scope or whatever. I, we still don't on our boat, but mm-hmm. our boat's down, so we've been fishing on a buddy's boat, and he has it, so that's great. But <laughs> but uh, you know, I, like I wouldn't know where a tree, like where all the branches were on a tree, but I knew I needed to get it down. Like let's say I, I want to get it down, like halfway down this tree. I need to know exactly what my bait's doing in the water. I need to know how fast it's dropping. I need to know how fast I need to maintain my reel speed to keep it in that spot. And also what angle I need to cast it at and bring it by. If you don't, if you don't put those things together, this like your chances just go way down. Like you just see it. And after you do it so many times, you're like, it's like Colin said before, sometimes you make a cast and you're like, I'm getting bit right here. And I I can't tell you how many times we've done that where it's like, I'm going to get bit right here. Bam. It happens. Like it's just, you just, it's something about, yeah, like you said, it's about feel and and knowing what's there, obviously. But just yeah, you gotta. It just takes some time and experience and and knowing what the fish want and how you've got bit before. Sometimes you have something weird, really weird happen, but I just rarely think it's like an accident. It's just something you haven't learned yet. Well, it's it's muscle muscle memory. I was watching a a crazy clip of Steph Curry of the Warriors. Oh, I War- saw it. Dude. Warming That's up. Yeah, you know exactly insane. what I'm talking about. He starts oh from like goodness. he starts from top of the key and he works his way back to like the the logo Almost half towards court. mid towards Almost mid, half court. Yeah, towards towards half court. And then he works his way back. He doesn't miss one shot. I think he I think he took like Not one. like twelve or fourteen shots. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like the muscle memory there is crazy and I think it's the same type of thing. Now you're gonna read the water different, but the way that you're reeling that bait is muscle memory, right? The the yeah. knowing what yeah. depth you're at at that point, how far you're off, this stuff matters, man. And I think a lot of people think it's just like, hey, go out there, huck it out there, and hope for the best. And I'm one of those people. I'll I'll admit it fully. But it it, it takes a special kind of like mentality to really get into this thing. And you guys have kind of cracked it, which is cool. There's there's no like one size fits all either. I mean, I like I hear a lot of yeah, guys. Yeah. Say, and I, I, like I'm not saying this this isn't like how you might catch them a lot of times, but like I hear a lot of guys say like with huds or you know uh, like slow like 
slow moving bait. They'll say you get you have to like crawl it, barely move your reel handle. Dude, I I'll be honest. I that's think not, that's yeah. most of the time that's garbage. I I'm not saying that never works. We've caught them like that, and especially if it's really really cold. But dude, I don't know. To me, it's like how many times have you seen a trout just dragging on the bottom of the lake? Like that's not what they do. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I, that's always been kind of a, a strange one to me as well. I mean, like maybe it's a really lethargic, like sick trout that's sure that's yeah. <laughs> just moving at a slow point zero three clip along the bottom. I don't yeah, I don't know. and yeah. we okay. So we've done it. I don't get me wrong. We have definitely done that. It depends on the water. Like if you got like kind of dingy water or dirty water, it like okay, like Eastman Lake is pretty dirty all the time. Like it hardly ever gets clear. Mm-hmm. So that lake fish is different. Like you, you, but the fish are used to it. Like that's the thing. If a, if a lake is like that all the time, the fish are used to it, but you still might have to go a little slower because they still got to find it, you know? But most of the time, man, like I'll, I'll tell you guys, like we don't, I don't fish them that slow. Like it's slow compared to maybe conventional bait, but, it's it's just like a swimming trout like that. It's, well, that's why I say I think it's pretty simple. Like, it, what does a trout do when you see it just cruising down the bank? That's, that's what we try to make it look like. That may, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. I think a lot of those yeah, videos are about like cold water and and. I mean, I don't know. You guys know better than me for sure. So in the yeah, cold, in the know. cold water, real quick, the cold. So the and when it's really cold, maybe they do that. But the funny thing is, like everybody says that about the mid, middle of winter, you know, like oh, it's middle of winter, and so you got to go really slow. It's like yeah, but that's when the fish are up eating the trout. Like they're not. Everybody goes, you got to go deep, and it's like I'm not talking. I'm just talking about swim bait. Like I'm not talking about anything else. Yeah. But but it's like you're fishing a swim bait, which is imitating the trout that they're eating. And the trout are, most of them are up shallow, especially if they just planted them. Exactly. They're up, they're up shallow and they're, and they're cruising along like normal, like trout like it like that. So the fish, the bass are, they, they're not doing that all the time. I don't think, but when they're ready to eat, they don't, they don't go up into that super cold water in less than 10 feet. That's, I mean, that's where the trout are. Well, in the middle of the day, they're getting, they're getting that sun in the middle of the day too. That's the other thing. It's not... Well, Bobby Bobby yeah. Barrick Bobby, Bobby Barrick talked about this when we talked to him. He's like, you know, during the winter that that ten to one when it starts to warm up, that's when the large yeah. ones come out. Like that, that that's, that's when yeah, the big ones come out. That, the, those are your that's your your window. I'm not talking about a bite window, but like the majority of fish during the winter are caught during that time because that's when the water's warmed up. That's when they're willing to come up there and and do their thing because they're they're exothermic, yeah. right? So right. That's it. Yeah, I mean, this it's it's where their food is, so that they go they go up there and and they'll chase them down. I mean, so yeah. So you your other question happened first. We went a long time on his on his uh, on the first question. <laughs> I'll try to cover the second one quick. What was that? Uh, I don't remember. Home, but that was February, I think. Yeah, that, was that he's February. talking about that was actually in February. Okay, that was what year was that? Twenty fourteen. 20, yeah, or 15. Maybe 2014 or 15. It was 15. It was 2015. 
I where think, and where were right? you guys and what was the deal? Because I, I mean, it's cool. It's like it, here's the anniversary. We're we're talking on March first. Um, you guys put it out there. I thought it was 2020 because that's what it said. Don't don't get don't come at me when you guys put it up on your thing as 2020. <laughs> <That's been deep. laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i don't i don't remember i don't know i'll have to look I don't, if it was me i don't know why it says 2020 but i think it was like 2015 or 2016 now that the, but it was february you probably deleted and, it by now but I'm, I'm gonna go look for it now because uh, yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll look okay so he's gonna delete it that was um that was that was a pretty special day that so that was at tulloch that was at tulloch so we went up there and fishing. I, again, I was fishing A rigs most of the time. Colin was fishing swim bait, uh, Huddleston's. And a buddy of that buddy of ours, Aaron Cole, had caught one up there like what, like a few days before that, Colin, that was like 12 something. Yeah. And, uh, we were going to go up there already. We, so we were like, oh, that's cool. Well, you know, I had been up we'll there before that. Remember that's how I found that one spot. Yeah. I took, okay. Yeah. I took so, Clint. Yeah. Okay. So he, uh, our buddy catches this big one. So we go up there and we first beginning of the morning was rough, right? Colin, it was, it was like rainy. It hailed on us, I think. It yeah. That morning. So it was super cold, pretty tough, but then the sun came out. And by the way, like when it's rain, we, this is why I say there's guys out there that are that are better than us at certain things. Like, in, if it's raining, like we, the Degoff brothers are out. Like, <laughs> we I don't know why we have the hardest time catching swim bait fish in the rain. Like, it's just I don't. John Lisi catches them like that, and like I don't know, he I, we can't do it. But anyway, it's raining, hailing, super cold that morning. We're not catching much. I don't even think we caught. I don't even know if we caught any. But then it cleared up, like sun came out. It's still cold, but it sun came out. And did I catch that one column that that first like five or whatever on the A rig? Yeah, was that the first one. Okay, so I caught one like or, five, like a five uh, and a half. I think it was. I think it was first. It was real fat. So we're like, okay, cool, got a good one, you know. But then we go over to this other spot. That's another like it's a good spot that we. I mean. We really almost had it to ourselves for a long time. Like there, I think there's other guys that knew where it was, but they just didn't really hit it right. Um, it's still kind of like that. But anyway, we get over to this spot. Colin bombs his hut out there and hooks one. And like I said, we've been fishing together for long enough. I, I know when he's got a big one. And so he's like, this is a big one. I get the net. This fish comes up, and I go to net it. It jumps all the way over the net. And <laughs> luckily, he, like, yanked it back over to the net and got that. That was that 12, like, what, 12-6 or whatever, Colin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so this was Colin. That was his first DD, too. He had, like, lost several fish before that that, you know, we're fairly certain were over that. But, like, that was his first DD. So that was pretty special. So... Then, like, right after that, we moved out a little bit, and I caught, uh, like, a seven, just over seven on a on an A-rig. And then we had, I don't remember what else we caught. I caught another on what four on a HUD. On a, okay. So, and I think we yeah. had, what, 32 or something that day? Yeah. 
No, so what, yeah. So what happened here? I'm I'm going back through here. So Jace posted one from back, which what we're talk we're talking about right now. And then Colin, you posted another one from the same date in 2020 that was a giant. You guys just catch so many giants. You guys post memories of giants, and they're not <laughs> even from the that? same damn day. That twelve. Which that 12? I thought the twelve was the one that you had posted. I hadn't gone through. I didn't do my due diligence. My God. Well, I think I posted it just that day, maybe. Dude. Yeah. So you guys are good. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're, you're fine, Colin. But um, you, you don't know what's funny is I caught. I'm pretty sure. I, so Jake didn't get to it yet. That fish is the same fish that Aaron caught two days before, about a half a mile away. Hmm? And yeah. yeah, like where he caught it and where I caught it. And then I ended up catching that fish two more times on that same spot. I caught different it years. again, different years. And it got smaller. It got smaller every time. Yeah. We know I caught it. I caught it lined up in February. Yeah. I caught it in February of that same year. Uh, so that was 2014, I think. 2014, I caught it in February. Then. 2015, I think, or no, 2015 in December, I caught it again. It was 11.6, and then I caught it October, like, 2017 or 2016. You guys, you guys tagging tag your fish so you know which ones? Or? <laughs> no, it's, just, no. it's a pretty unique fish, though. Yeah. Just the mark, the, you know, and all the markings matched up. That's crazy. Yeah. Identical. Yeah. So we've done that several times, actually. The last time I so, caught it, we had a big, we had 35 that day. Yeah, you guys are blowing my mind over here, Ryan. You're blowing my mind, dog. <laughs> well, dude, I yeah, I, I, I'm not one. Like, I'm I'm not trying to like piggyback your story or or, or anything, but just to back that up, piggyback. <clears throat> these are not buddy. swim bait fish. These are are bed fish, but new Maloney's. I don't even know what year. Oh gosh, this is probably I was probably twenty five. This is this is probably two thousand ten. Um, this is literally one of the last days that I was bass fishing, and I took nine years off. If you guys know the story, if not, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the last days I was out there, I was at New Maloney's. Um. Fished a tournament. I don't even remember which one it was, and had a horrible tournament. And he, a buddy of mine was like, "Dude, I saw a big one back in this area." He's like, "And she's on a bed. I just couldn't catch her." So I was like, "Well, you know what? Hey, I waited in my two fish, whatever." And I'm like, "I'm gonna go try to catch this fish." I go out there, and like ten casts later, I catch my personal best, and it, it's a fourteen sixty. And my little cousin, I took. You know, I take this back. I didn't take nine years off of fishing. I took nine years off of tournament fishing. I did have a small aluminum boat for about three months. Anyway, long story short, two years later, um, almost to the same date, and this is, um, it was March. They were both caught on March 15th. One was 2010, one was 2012. When he caught her, she was 16 even on two different scales. Um, and this was this dude and she was on a bed 
in the same area, literally within about 60 yards of where she was two years before. This, <laughs> everybody calls me a liar, whatever. But this was the same fish. She had the same mark. No, she got it. a little bit bigger. Um, and, and 100%, you know, like, and it, it, like, it's just weird how bass that big can be caught several times. Contra, contrary to part, contrary to popular belief, you know, like, um, <laughs> Oh yeah. It's very oh, doable. So oh, yeah. the first experience we had with this was Colin caught one, um, uh, 20 December, I think of 20, uh, 13. He was with our buddy, Kevin Lee. You guys, so Kevin Lee is the owner and, you know, operator of, uh, big game customs, big game customs swim baits. So he's, he's here in Fresno. Like we've known him before he was making baits and we were fishing off float tubes out with him at Easton Lake. So anyway, he's fishing with Colin and Colin catches a, it was a eight, what was it? Eight, four December on a Huddleston. It's that Maloney's. And for reference, you get down the area. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. So, yeah. so it, he caught it in horseshoe. Okay, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Catches it in horseshoe at Maloney. He takes it down, lets it go. Uh, just outside of Mormon. Look, just okay. Just outside of Mormon. In March of 2014, so like a few months later. We're fishing in horseshoe. I catch that first fish I said I caught on an A-rig that was an 8-12. It mm-hmm. was that fish. It was that fish. In horseshoe. I caught okay. it in horseshoe again. Okay. <laughs> it went now, all the way back up to horseshoe. Now I've got another story that I have to tell right now, and I'm sorry. Wait, but there's more to this one. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Let's, let's Ryan, Ryan. Okay. They got stories yeah. too, dude. Damn it, Ryan. No, no. Shut up. It's so it's I, yeah. Okay, so there is one more thing. So anyway, catch that one. I take it back. We take it back and dump it in Mormon later that day. Cause I caught it in the morning. We had a we had a thirty seven pound bag that day. So we took meat pictures, you know, and like it's dumped them in day. in Mormon. Right. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> that was. A, Full full disclosure. That's our best limit we ever caught, and that was the first one we ever caught over thirty two. Oh my! And we've never been able to top that for whatever reason. But anyway, <laughs> we dumped them all in Mormon. So, uh, what was it, Colin? Like two, three years later, maybe maybe yeah. more. John Leesty, who's a guide out there, right, takes a client out. His client catches a nine pounder. I'm looking at the fish he posts. And I noticed there's a mark on this gill plate. And I was like, dude, that I told Colin, I sent it to him. I was like, doesn't that look like that mark that I, that fish had years ago? He's like, yeah. So then I got pictures out. Same fish. It was the same fish. And John said, I, I texted John or I messaged him on Instagram. I was like, Hey, do you think this is the same fish? And I showed him the pictures. He was like, absolutely. It's the same fish. He's like, that's crazy. Oh and I was like, God, I didn't catch that. He caught it in Mormon. So the fish was like, Forget that. I'm not swimming back up to horseshoe again. I'm just going to stay here in <laughs> Dude, like, what's funny is I've always, man, and I I don't know. I, I've seen the Bassmaster studies where they've tagged fish and watched where they go, and it seems like some of them um, go off in a separate direction. Some of them hang out wherever they drop them off for a while and just kind of make that home, and then some of them go straight back home, right? Right. And Yeah. 
I've talked to man, like me and Christian have talked about this many times, like Christian Ostrander, you know, and he's like, dude, if I'm at Pedro and I'm fishing Woods Creek and I catch a five pounder and I weigh it in and dump it at Fleming, I think it's going back to Woods Creek. It's on its way. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see bass doing that, dude. I don't think they're that smart. They're not a salmon, right? I think they're going to just go wherever they're safe, wherever there's food and that's home. And they're just going to go on from there. Um, I will say this last, I spent a lot of time. Um, well, I spent a decent amount of time last summer up at Lake Tolick. Like we don't even like to talk about Tolick for obvious reasons, but anyway, we spent right. some time there. Um, <laughs> And I had a, a young kid named Luke. De, it was Luke DeYoung. And he caught his personal best with me at the time, which was four pounds, two ounces, beautiful little largemouth, real healthy fish. And it had two very distinct markings on not one, but two gills. Like this was a very right. unique fish. We put that fish in the live well. We weighed our, like we got our four fish picture at the end of the day. It was him and a buddy. Great day with the young kids. Had a blast. We dumped these fish over near the launch ramp, and these fish were caught upriver. I mean, they were caught, you know, a, a decent ways upriver on Lake Tullet. All right. Two weeks later, I take another client up to this same area, literally on the same tree. Um, he catches the same fish two weeks later on the same bait. <laughs> and this yeah. Yeah. and boys like this was that fish. There is no doubt. It went back to its home. So it, oh man, it's just crazy. Like just the way, yeah, I mean, works, that's, you know, well, I think like that one fish, I mean, how far is horseshoe from, from Mormon, right? Five miles. Yeah. Six miles, something like that. At least and yeah. that, the fish went back. I mean, like all that way. So it's like, they know they, I don't think, I'm not saying all of them do that. I, but, I think but right. they, def but they definitely know how to get back there. They know, and they can. It's like the dog that, you know, the people, they don't want the dog anymore, and they go dump it off 15 miles in the country, and then, like, three days later, it's it's on the yeah. porch again. You know, right. like. Yeah, I mean, Fresno is pretty big. If you drop me off in Fresno anywhere you wanted, I'd probably be able to get home, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, they're not, I mean, they... Well, well there's certain yeah, parts I of Fresno you probably wouldn't be able to get home. Well, yeah, but these... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But call them like you also have Google Maps. You know these fish, like they don't have That's a way right. like this. It's right. It's, it's incredible the way this works, man. It, oh gosh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think they know. I mean, for for and they know enough. They know enough of which direction they need to go. I guess until you know they find where they want to be. Right. They'll they'll get there. Well, they're big, they're big enough dogs to make it through a. Uh, Bulldog neighborhood, anyway. <laughs> right. right. Stay strapped or get clapped. Stay strapped or get clapped. That's right. Speaking of that, we're yeah. going to be giving away some guns at the Ed Lacey tournament. There's a. Yeah, there's we a are too. Hey, are you boys going to come out to the ladies tournament? When is it? When, when is it? It's going to be April second, yeah. Lake Don Pedro. Don't oh. don't tell them. We, I want to try to win that one. <laughs> oh, no, you're safe at Pedro. Okay, you're, you're safe at Pedro. Don't worry. That's yeah. no, I'm I'll not. tell you, that's no, the I'm one not. Lake, like I don't know. Wherever, we're going to have to get enough. Ryan to help us out there because we Dude, never I, we hey. fished a lot of tournaments there, and we have never won one. Although we had, I, there was a well, I won with air. Oh, that okay. Yeah, you did. 
Okay, there was a turkey shoot there that Kevin Lee put on like a few years back, three or four years ago. Four fish limit. We went out, caught three three on swim bait out of the four, and one I think on a, like a Carolina rig. Colin had a nine pounder. We had twenty pounds for four fish. Mm-hmm. We thought, yeah, that's. I mean, is that the one Alex Peterson had like? Alex, yes, thirty-two <laughs> pounds. Thirty-two pounds of four fish. Or it was thirty-two. Not like that guy. Do you, but do, you, do you know how many times though? Like that guy is done. Like we had another tournament in Maloney's one time that we had kind of tough, but we had like seven, almost eighteen pounds, I think, uh, at Maloney's in like uh, in the winter time, sometime. And we're coming in, and Alex always finds us, or we find him as we're coming in because it's like we know. You know, we got to find out what they have. So he pulls up next to us and he's like, do you guys get any big ones? We're like, no, you know. And Colin's like, did you? And he's like, yeah. Which is like. <laughs> like that's, that, like that's you don't literally all he says that. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Colin, Colin goes like real big, like over 10. Yeah. He had a 15 pounder <laughs> that day. Oh, 15 God. pounder. Goodness gracious. That he caught like 30 minutes for weigh-in. It was like, oh my goodness. He's done that to us so many times. It's like, Dude, you just expect it's going to happen. That guy used to go out, like when I was big in tournaments back in the day, He he'd be out there by himself. He wouldn't even yeah. have a tournament partner half the time, and he'd bring in 35 pounds of fish. Uh, yeah. That guy's a machine, man. Yeah. And Oh, and like... If, you know, like he just keeps such, everybody knows who he is and he keeps such a low profile. You know, like there's only like six people yeah. he can talk to. And, and yeah. it's just, oh, that guy is a machine. He, he's an, yeah, then, then, then he partnered up with Jason and that was like the perfect storm. Those guys oh. together, my goodness, they are so hard to beat. Like, yep. They're always, so they're always on something. And they're very, like when you beat them, you yeah. feel really good. And what most people don't yeah. realize is how versatile they are. Everybody thinks, yeah. you know, oh, well, they just chuck oh. the bait. That's all they do. Well, no. one of them is, nope. but both of them can follow it up with whatever they need to. And Alex is actually a really great finesse fisherman. Most people don't realize that. Yeah. Very yeah. good finesse fisherman. Yeah. Those, those guys are both. And like, if you, we talk to those guys enough, you talk to Jason too. Like he talks like the same way we do. Like he'll be like, yeah, there's this rock. And it's like, you know, it's like a, like a two foot rock that you're never, ever going to find. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but he, he knew that, that that's the spot and that's where he is. So yeah, those guys are, of course they're, you know, they're up there and they, they put in the time, but they're just really good. Like if I could get into the mind of well, either one of those guys, but like as far as swim base and stuff, Alex, and then like, I'm wondering like, uh, Don, I don't know. Don's it's scary the stuff that that guy knows. Like just to talk sit, to him. Oh, to sit and talk with that guy. The energy that he puts off is just amazing. <laughs> he's 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 intimidating. He's he's intimidating. Like he's he's a good guy. He's like it's it's funny because like he was already just smoking him when we were kind of just kind of learning how to do it, you know. And you see the lake, and he's super secretive, you know, and. To the point of like paranoia sometimes. He just like, oh, you know, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. he'll just leave, you know? <laughs> like, so you want you don't want to like offend him, like be, being too close. So you got to, you know, 
got to stay on your like, but and you, guy, don't wanna, just... and you don't want to piss him off either. Trust me. He don't want to piss that guy off. No, but he's, yeah, that guy, he's, he's the, we, we've, t- me and Colin say like that, that's the butch of Northern California. <laughs> that right. guy knows so much about it. Ridiculous. But there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of great, great, just fishermen, like, especially in the motherload area. It's, it's, it's really weird. Like they're, they're really good. Like just not yeah. even just swim baits, just fishing. I've had a lot of guys from this area, you know, like, you know, them that have gone and fished the tour. And yep. I mean, they'll yeah. literally go across country fishing the FLW tour, the elite series, whatever. And they'll come back and say, dude, the, the toughest competition that I've ever faced are the team tournaments in the motherload. Yep. <laughs> and those yeah. are not my words, you know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. The, the guys are, they're good. Like they, they have it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, but before we uh, go too much further, I got two things. First of all, I would be remiss. I have to do it. What is with Millerton and why is it not? Why is it not a great fishery? Why? I mean, the size is there. They've got like the only landlocked run of, of American shad, the big ones, right? And Clear Lake, you got the hitch. In Millerton, you actually have a run of giant shad, like the size of a yeah. of a planter trout. What is mm-hmm. the deal with Millerton, and why is it not a good bass fishery? Um, so we we yeah. don't fish there very much, uh, honestly. But well, for for, for, I, obvi- for obvious obvious reasons, theory. yeah. What what are your theories? Right, yeah. I I think I think it's a striper, honestly. Like. But okay, I will say it seems like we've been talking about it, like it seems like it's getting good. Yeah. Like I don't even know if I should say that because there's probably guys on stuff right now that mm-hmm. like are like don't say anything about it. We're not. I'll tell you that. We Everybody in the motherload, go fish Millerton. I mean, it's, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really yeah, hard. Exactly. It's, it's hard for me to understand how a, a place. I mean, a lot of spots, a lot of small spots, but they've got good largemouth. There's been some tens. Very. Few and far between largemouth that have been caught out of there last few years. I mean, I try to yeah. watch it as much as I can. I'm just really curious why that body of water that's a lot like the it's not, lakes. It's not genetics. I know that because the fish in the river below it. Oh yeah, they get huge. They they're big. They yeah. get huge. Yeah. So it's not genetics. Yeah. I yeah. can't. I don't know exactly what I think. Maybe striper. I think. I do think trout is a maybe the the you know nutrients you get from trout yeah is a big deal but it has to be striper i did hear there was like an 11 or 12 cup there last year yeah so so i mean there's an eight pound spot so there's fish there's big ones in there i think if you see the striper too you know well they don't plant the striper anymore i mean they're few and far between they're not caught as much as they used to be those are slowly getting phased out. I don't think it's predation by the striper, but it, I, I, I'm just, I guess it's really hard for the bass to key in on those, on those big American shad. Cause it would seem to me like that is your big bass food source. If you go to the back of Millerton, yeah. when those things are running up there, those things are huge and they're in huge yeah. like shoals, you know, right. there's a lot yeah. of those big fish back in there and they're, they're just packed with nutrients. 
I mean, they're they're fucking shad. They're huge. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet I bet they'll they'll. Uh, you, I, if if you see the you know, as the stripers number go down, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing a lot more big ones come out of there. Um, if they yeah, ever start planting trout, but I did have to do it after the after the striper are almost gone though, because I think as soon as you start putting trout in there. You're just gonna boost the striper population up, <laughs> like you're gonna feed all the striper. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I bet I I imagine like in the next few years, I, I think it's probably gonna get really good uh, as you see the striper population drop. And it's yeah. dropping every year. I mean, these fish they're not yeah. they're not breeding in there. They're not planted anymore. They they're still every once in a while someone will catch a giant out of there. But there's not a whole bunch I, of like small like shaker striper. There's it, it, I honestly, I mean, again, it's like one of those things I don't, you almost don't even want to want people to know. Here we go. But like the Fresno area, like I didn't know anything about these lakes until I moved down here. There's, there's big ones in like all these lakes. Yeah. He's like, pine, you know, okay. Pine flat. We talked about the spotted bass. Like there's, there obviously like there's big spots there. But there are straight giant largemouth in there. Oh yeah, huge. Like Kawia, Kawia is it's nuts. It's nuts. There's huge ones in there. Huge. They're they're in almost all these lakes. Well, like we, I mean, we've seen them. Like they're upper teens, big big ones. It's it's really hard for me though to get off talking to guys like like. Not get off, but to to get, <laughs> to get off the podcast without without <laughs> without bringing up. Uh, you guys are dirty, man. Stop. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be without, like for a while without, laugh real quick. <laughs> without without talking about it because it's like this is where I was from. These are kind of the lakes that I grew up. You know, I was wakeboarding, fishing, uh, both Pine Flat and Millerton. Those were the the closest lakes, and of course Shaver and and. Uh, Huntington and places like that, but I I, I do think that the, these places are kind of overlooked. Uh, the, if you look at the tournament results from even New Gen and Millerton, they're one of the only ones that does it anymore. Really, um, one of the any of the bigger circuits, but the the, the weights are small. But now, if you just heard tell that if you fish it correctly, I mean, there are some big ones to be caught there. So, I mean, I just so, I have to ask about it. So. I think people go I remember reading an article. Uh, oh, but my bad. Go ahead. I was just say, I think people go into these places with that mindset, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's so, what yeah. that's what affects the tournament weights. I read an article that um, I don't know if it was Paul Bailey or Sean Bailey, one of the Bailey brothers. This is a long time ago. This is like probably shit, what is it? Twenty? I don't know. Twelve, thirteen years ago. And this is when – this is not Millerton right now where 13, 14 pounds is winning. I mean, Millerton's almost fishing better than the mother load right now. Yeah. Um, but this is back when literally seven and a half, eight pounds would win almost every tournament on Millerton, back when I fished it a few times. And Paul Bailey went out there, or Sean Bailey, and they didn't catch any fish. But they chucked – he, whichever one it was, chucked big baits all day long – and he said, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of big fish in this lake. But he said, I yeah. couldn't catch him. He said, but there's a lot of big fish in this lake. That's all he said. Well, there, this was during the time where they were planning like crazy. You had uh, 
Mr. George there that works at the B that was, you know, uh-huh. he's, he's Oh, Roger George. Roger George was out there. Yeah. He was at I mean, he was out there catching giants. I worked it at, at uh Herb Bauer Sporting Goods when that one guy caught like back-to-back 50s stripers. Yeah. And he and he kept yeah. those and then we summar- and then they summarily hired him. And so I actually got to talk to the guy <laughs> and that guy got so much hate for keeping those fish. And looking back, it's like I'm kind of glad he did. That makes the bass fishing better. Yeah, but. I mean, there's some guys. Yeah. Like, I, I'd rather catch big largemouth, but I mean, I I like catching striper too. We used yeah. to go fish them at the delta and stuff. But you and me but, both. Uh, it's just you know, it, it's not what I would prefer to do. So I, yeah, it's like I feel bad for the guys that like to go catch the striper, but it's like yeah, you know. I mean, they're they're. I, I'd so, rather have them. Yeah, they're not they're not planted anymore. So it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I like, I like that lake. I mean, it's, it's like home to me. So it'd be awesome one day, 15 years down the road where it's like, Oh, it all came together and they're catching, yeah. you know, catching yeah. 10s and 12s regularly, which would be cool. But this yeah. is, this is me dreaming boys. <laughs> you know, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> So the last oh. thing I've got to ask the golf boys is uh, they need to give us a report. Where you been fishing? This is the bass report, so you do have to give <laughs> yeah. us a report. Where you been you fishing? And okay. what's funny. The deal? <laughs> That's funny that you asked that. This is the wrong year to be, asked, be asking us about a report. <laughs> both down. But well, this, I have this, this one's not airing then. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Have fun. Have fun. <laughs> I did go a couple weeks ago. Uh, me and a buddy went up to Tolik, and it was not great. Caught a couple five pounders, but oh, no. not it, we didn't catch it a bunch a of fish. Day, just stuck a couple just fives. Caught, just stuck know? a well, couple fives. Not a big <laughs> that, deal. That, and I think my buddy caught a uh, couple other little ones too, um, but it wasn't it wasn't like a a good you know we we didn't spend a whole lot of time doing the swimbait deal. We got the two and and tried to just go fishing and didn't really we didn't catch them that good so the two are on a swim bait there you go I'm sure i'm sure as the weather warms there's always kind of lulls you know like um and you know for us it's, we're always kind of wondering when we should throw the swim baits the big baits and stuff so there's but there's lulls like you'll get these periods where it's, it's just on. Like, you know what you're doing. You're throwing big baits. You're going to catch big ones. And then there's times where it's kind of between. Or, like, you know, coming into the the, the warm months, I mean, obviously, up to the spawn, fish and swim baits is going to be pretty good usually. But after the spawn, you can catch them, but uh, it's harder as the weather warms up. So I think transitioning to traditional stuff is going to be – it's going to be key, like, once those fish spawn, obviously, is weird. We don't fish the spawn too much just because we don't want to, I don't know, bed fishing is not, the, like, it's just not something we, it, I, we don't have anything against We're not it. very like, good some at guys, it. Some guys, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not very yeah. good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but we just, yeah, we so we don't do it as much. But then, you know, post-spawn, as it starts to warm up, we'll transition fish more, you know, traditional baits. And especially mother load stuff, and you can you can catch good ones still doing that. So 
Dude, I am ready for a River to Sea Rover, a Berkeley Chapo, and a Zoom yep. Super Fluke, and I'm going to be a happy camper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all he talked about on Friday when I went yeah. fishing with him. I'm just ready for flukes and Chapos. <laughs> Dude, I have, I have extreme ADHD. Do you know how hard it is to fish a jig in 50 foot of water for me? Well, you do That's really well. It does not really come well. natural. Oh, yeah, weightless Cinco usually... or something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> usually I'm like, what the hell's a weightless Cinco? What the hell? <laughs> Jay, Jay, Joel Chin can tell you about a weightless Cinco. No, that's there a Nico rig, brother. Oh, it was a Nico. Nico rig, yeah. With, yeah. With, with the hidden weight, he's a tungsten inserted $250 yeah. weight type of fella. $250 gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. Well, boys, I don't know if we can pull too much more out of you. It's been fun, man. Well, yeah. This is going to be one of the longest ones we've had in a long time. <laughs> two. This one, yeah, yeah, this is a long two time. hours. My goodness, <laughs> I got two. We we've got uh, about fifteen minutes of intro, and we're sitting at two twenty-two right now. Yep, <laughs> and, and Dan is looking at me pissed right now. <laughs> if everybody didn't hate us before, they're going to absolutely hate us now. I think that you. <laughs> I think that you've just gained a lot of. Uh, a lot of not. I mean, you already got tons of followers, but I think everyone's going to be listening to this one with bated breath, like every second of it, because there's a lot of great information, and we can't thank you guys enough for it. Street credit, boys. Not yeah. that you need it. <laughs> no, it's it's just fun, man. We just love it. We love like I don't. Uh, we that's the only reason. I don't. It's just we love it enough to go do it a lot. So that's that's what it takes. We are we are a rare breed. Well, and you guys can talk about it. Hey, you guys sure can talk about it as well. My goodness, this has been amazing. <laughs> nah, guys, this has been awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the heck out of this yeah. one. And uh, it's it's, it's going to be funny because uh, I'm going to fix I'm going to fix the uh, messed up last name. And well, like in our defense, it looks like Degas. Let's be honest. No, no, it's it, it's no. I wish I should have asked before. That was my fault, and so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew John Leesy for like seven years before I knew his last name was Leesy. I just Leechty. call him Leechty. Yeah, Leechty or Leechty. Leechty or Leechty. <laughs> so we don't. We're we're not offended. Nope. Nope. But I don't this even is, know if we have feelings anymore. We just. <laughs> besides the angles, you're going to throw at that two foot rock, right? <laughs> That's the feelings you have. <laughs> yeah. That's been awesome. Yeah. All right, boys. Great. We'll let you go. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Right, thank you. Thanks, yeah. fellas. Bye. Couple Man. of solid individuals no, no, right no. there. Exceptional individuals. Exceptionally solid. Exceptionally solid. solid. Yeah. That was uh yeah. that was something. Could you even tell, like, when they gave up a little more juice than they wanted to give up, but they still gave it up? Well, I, I like that the the that that Colin was like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa. <laughs> He's like, hey, "Be be careful about what you're about to say right now." <laughs> Stop there, buddy. Whoa there. No, I, I I think they they gave as much as they wanted to give, and I mean, I will I will tell you if if anybody's out there listening, that I think it was the tackle warehouse thing with the with the Butch Brown thing and what he's doing to his baits. There is a lot of customization going into a lot of these big baits in order for oh, yeah. guys to get bit. I don't think it's pulled out of the pack. You go to your local pond and throw it out there, and 
I mean, if you're in a pond, it might work well, but on these yeah. pressured lakes where a lot of guys are throwing the stuff, man, good luck. Joel, and that's on any bait, not just swim baits. Oh, that's yeah. on your rip baits. Yeah. That's on on your crankbaits. That's on your topwater baits. I mean, most guys that really have this figured out do not throw any bait just straight out of the package. No. And if you're ever on Ryan's boat, he's going he's gonna to grab a jig and he's going to trim it up for you and put on the, the thing and he's going to do it exactly the way that he wants it. So. I like to trim a skirt or two in my day. You like trim? Trim? trim I like to tr- trim. Trim. I like trimming. to trim it. Trimming. Shorten it. Trimming. Shorten it. Sometimes we thin it. We didn't. We we certainly didn't go short on this one. Um, that was a long one. I'm ready for dinner. I'm hungry. All right, man. Um, we're done here. Thank you, everybody. Um, thanks to everybody who's helping us out. Patreons, uh, Stage Stop, Coyote Bait and Tackle, Phoenix Rods, Spear Point Hooks, G Money Jigs, and G Rat Baits. You're all up. Is that all of them? Yeah. <laughs> dude, this is a fun one. <laughs> I love this one, dude. These guys are awesome. I I I want to fish with them. So like not I. to like learn their stuff. I just yeah, want to fish do. with them. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Because I'm never gonna go buy those big baits and throw them, but I just <laughs> want to hang out with them. They are pretty cool guys. Yep. All right, everybody. And we will see you next week. We're, we're, we're kind of uh, squishing these together. Probably going to do the next one next week on Thursday. Enjoy. We'll see you all later. Ryan, I'll catch you on the flip. Catch you later. Boy, that escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed.